Welcome to Apple to Oranges, an Apple Plus original review show. I think our podcast has a writer's strike. (laughs) (laughs) We have writers? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No one will believe that we have writers, Paul. (laughs) No, never. I'm Paul. As always, I'm joined by, well, Jess right now. (laughs) What it do? What it do? My and, famous catchphrase. <laughs> famous catchphrase. And June. Hello, June. God, I made that. I'm sorry. Wow. That was a weird. Wow. That was. And June. <laughs> I'm so I'm so flabbergasted right now by like oh. just what's just all this anarchy and chaos. Well, I mean, you know, Paul. I mean, we have uh. some big news coming out of Hollywood this week. Jess, hit us with the bumper. <laughs> No, 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 There we go, there we go. Take it away, June. All right, so the major news out of Hollywood this week is uh, the writer's strike. So every three years, the Writers Guild of America and then the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, which covers, you know, Netflix, Amazon, Apple, Disney, uh, NBC, like all the big Hollywood studios, right? Every three years, they... Um, they renewed their contract every three years. The deadline to do so was Monday at midnight. They did not come to an agreement. According to the writer from the Writers Guild, um, their statement is that basically the um, movie studios' behavior has created a gig economy inside a union workforce. Um, they they refused to guarantee any level of weekly employment in episodic television to the creation of a day rate and comedy variety to their stonewalling on free work for screenwriters and on AI for all writers. They have closed the door on their labor force and opened the door to writing as an entirely freelance uh, profession. Um, the other big issue has to do with um, prop uh, what is deemed to be appropriate compensation for writers. Um, as well as improvements in streaming residuals. So um, the last time we had a strike like this um, in Hollywood was in 2007. And that had kind of similar, like the writers, their issues at the time had to do with like residuals from like DVD sales. And um, I guess this is before streaming, but remember you could buy like movies off of iTunes. I remember way back in the day. Well, I mean, that was a while ago. It was a long and time so, ago. Like your first, like I guess, digital, like the, the first digital stuff, um, you would get through iTunes. You could purchase, t- like episodes of TV or movies through iTunes. And so, you know, now with streaming, it's just, I mean, I, I've like read um, some statements from writers who are like, sometimes I get like fifteen cent checks 
my god! Like the metric of measuring streaming, it's I think it's number one. I think the metrics of trying to measure streaming period, right? It's kind of fucked up. Yeah, because doesn't Netflix count it watched if it's like ten minutes of something? Yeah, they always say their thing. They're like. What do they say? Like this show has been watched over like so many millions of. Yeah, but it's not like they're they're not counting someone like watching the whole episode. I think it's like if you watch like a like ten or fifteen minutes something, it'll count it as watched. Also, like the streaming service, like they don't have an obligation to like show their numbers. Yeah. Um, like you know the Nielsen ratings and things like that. So um, they so basically right now they are on strike. The movie studios do not agree. Um. And, you know, the movie studies are they're struggling, too, though. I mean, we've heard how many layoffs at these huge companies. Disney laid off a bunch of people. You know, Discovery, Warner Brothers fired a bunch of people. I mean, yeah. so many people have lost their jobs. At I have a couple questions about yeah. this. Um, well, first off, like, I keep thinking about, like, you know, I would always watch, like, the E! True Hollywood story. And one thing really stuck out to me was, like, People from married with children were like, I really don't have to work because I'm getting so much money off of syndication. And you got to yeah. think that goes away, too. Like, oh, yeah. Like, is there a syndication streaming? Mm-mm. That, yeah. that's, that, that's I can't imagine. Issue. Right. How they're well, how people are getting compensated for yeah. it. Right. Like, is it. this percentage of subscribers watched your show in a month and you get this check this month. Like it, it's we, like, I, it, it, I don't, and there's really no way to really measure it. And it's a complicated issue for sure. Um, especially now because you have cable that is just hemorrhaging money right now. I mean, in terms of how we consume entertainment, I mean, streaming has taken over how we view things. Yeah, and like my the main question I had was you. There was a little blurb in there about something with AI. Mm. Is, is that like does it have to do with AI is starting to write stuff or people are writing yeah. stuff? My God, this is oh. freaky. Mm-hmm. Yikes! Jesus Christ! I'd almost yeah. have to feel that could be one of the main things, man. I mean, like a fucking robot is writing this shit. Yeah, I mean, it has to be a cause for concern. Fuck. Yeah. So I got that app that I literally got that free trial of that app. It's like you can say anything you want and it will draw a picture and it's pretty fucking cool. Oh, yeah. I've done some fucked up shit with that thing and it's it's pretty good. (laughs) Like these poor, like actual artists that like, (laughs) you know, you think about like Artist Alley. Like, hey, can you like I have this crazy idea of like, you know, like a unicorn with like a polar bear's body, like with a chainsaw. Yeah. yeah. And they'll do it. Now you can just, yeah, you can get an app. It, it is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like that is, whew. the AI stuff it is very scary. And so, yeah, that is something like that is one of the many concerns that the writers have. So the last time they did this 2007. Um, yeah. Back then they were asking for better compensation when their work went on DVD and internet downloads. Um, and the, I mean, it kind of makes sense though, with the evolving up, technology and advances that we've made in like these past 15 years though like it's kind of the same issue but now with streaming and and off air did you say 
Did you say the last contract that was signed was three years ago? Yeah, they renew it every three years. And so there was a deadline Monday at midnight. And they um, and this has kind of been looming. Like, I think like this wasn't like news. Like everyone was like, no, I think it was. I mean, they've been negotiating for a long time. And I think over the weekend, it was pretty much like they're they're not like they're too far apart. Like it's going to go it's going to go to a strike. And so when this happened last time in 2007, um, Hollywood production shut down for a hundred days and um, the total amount, the local economy lost um, around like a little over $2 billion. Oh my God. How much and, of the um, pandemic do you think attributed to this? Oh, I don't know if it was just the pandemic. I mean, I really think it's just how, cause and the, and the articles go into a little more specific details, but you know, think about like 20 years ago, even shit, 10 years ago, you get, so I, you you know you become a writer for like fucking Grey's Anatomy or something, right? Grey's Anatomy has twenty two episodes a season. It's crazy. But now, yeah, I mean, they're, they're long seasons. Well, I started Abadell Elementary, and it's like like just twenty five episodes a season. I was like, holy yeah. shit, that's like shit. fucking four episodes. That's, so that's like four seasons of The Mandalorian. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Right. Yeah. yeah. And so, That's and I guess so the other issue, um, I guess a lot, what a lot of studios are doing now is when it comes to writers, um, they call, um, when they work on spec and, um, it's different terms for it, but I guess mini rooms is like the t- most popular term for it. They basically work alone on scripts that could get greenlit, could not, with no guarantee that they'll get to be in the official writer's room, even if the show does get picked up. And so when you're in that stage, you're, they pay you less, right? So say you work in this little mini room, you're not getting, you're, you're getting less compensation than you would have if you were in the actual writer's room, right? But you basically write a show and then if the studio picks it up, they're like, great, your services are no longer needed. Yeah. I mean, part of it is to cut down on money, but it's also like a fast way. Like I think this, like everybody just wants, they just want to put out as much content as they can. So this is how you streamline it. So it was like, and so this is, you know, that that's something that they all have a problem with. Um, so how does this affect Apple? Well, luckily, Apple is like the networks. Um, they don't have, you know, your sort of daily productions, like your late night shows, your Jimmy Kimmel's, your Jimmy Fallon's, you know, the late night shows, all of that. Um, I want to say, yeah, so stuff like that is that's the immediate thing. Like right now, I think uh, late night is um, all in reruns at this point uh mm-hmm. this week so okay because this because they've been negotiating this for months i think a bunch of studios have sort of like maybe kind of like gathered or they sort of like they have a bunch of stuff to go that they can put out and hopefully you know they they can put their stuff out and they have enough stuff to put out so that say if this lasts 100 days or so it they won't have a gap and, um, you know, right for the immediate effect, though, like movies and long scripted TV shows, you know, those get written out like, you know, those get made six months to a year in advance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it but the long but right now, depending on how long it lasts, though, the lot because of the did time is precious. And all, you always hear people like right up to the deadline. So say, say this last two and a half months or something. Yeah, you, you would be pushing any current production. like down the road mm-hmm. so yeah 
Um, they'll still release stuff, but yeah. Um, although I thought I saw something really quickly that, I mean, House of House of Dra- House of the Dragon, the Game of Thrones, whatever prequel thing, like they're still going to continue production, which is I don't understand that. So yeah, but yeah, so it doesn't mean that does, but it could affect things. You know, we've been kind of going over what we can expect to see showing up on Apple. Uh, you know, we things might get pushed out because of this. We'll just have to see. But yeah, it does affect Apple. Apple is one of the studios on the opposite side of the writer so yeah, that, yeah. And that's great like you know just with the like all this stuff that's coming out i'm also thinking of like disney plus with just the amount of marvel stuff that came out in the last three years just to yeah you know, guess what people haven't been and here's the thing people have not been happy with it well yeah it's a myriad of factors because it's stuff that i'm sorry but is not great quality and then because you put so much out so fast, so together, you don't have time, like, and because it's all interconnected, right? Like, it honestly began to feel like a chore. Like, I remember, like, when, even when I, even if I enjoyed the show, like, even with Loki, I love, like, Loki is probably my favorite of the Disney Plus shows. I love Loki. But even when Loki was coming out, I remember, like, I sat down to watch the premiere and it, it, it felt like a job. Now, granted, yeah. once the once it started, I was like, "This is fantastic, and I love this show." Still, like, I, I I have found myself with every new Marvel thing that has come out, though. Like since like late twenty twenty one, it's like I kind of go into it going, "Oh God, this feels like a chore." Oh, again, we're kind of. That's, That's interesting. Why. I've never had that feeling. Yeah, <laughs> oh my no. Gosh. Not once. I don't that like. I've gotten that feeling. For all of it. I've gotten that I'm feeling, but it's not because of the content. It's just because of like, like life. Like, oh, I don't want to just sit down and watch this. But that's why, like, I kind of asked about the pandemic because, well, when that first hit, how much production time did we lose? Like six, seven months of nothing being made for a while. And then it's like, oh, my God, we have to catch up, like, write this, write that. Like, it had to have been exhausting and stressful. With Disney especially, though, you have all of these things that are coming out in a connected universe. And because you have this, I mean, it's it made Marvel so great is kind of what bit them in the ass. Like, at 2019, right, Kevin Feige comes out and he, like, lays out the next 10-year plan of the Marvel, of the MC use timeline and where we're going and the thing is certain things have to happen before other things because it all connects right then you gotta like an outline like what goes where and when and everything and so obviously having no idea like oh guess what like four months later the world's gonna shut down because we have a pandemic but because they've laid out this plan and they want to get to certain things and granted you have to like a lot of the main of people in the Avengers, like they're not like super young, right? I mean, shit, like Chris Hemsworth is 40 years old. Like a lot of them are in their like late 30s, early 40s. You kind of want to still have them playing these characters in around this age, right? It's pushed back like five years. Yeah. So it's almost like Marvel's also trying to keep up with its own outline that it laid out for the next 10 years. And I yeah, think they I mean, learned. They learned this year, though, or like late in the fall, they were like, hey, that was not smart. We're going to slow it down. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree that they definitely uh, also people who are committed too to many things, things right? all yeah. at once. Um, you know, I, but like, I think like, and I feel like with, with Marvel at least, and, um, especially like how comics are, like if they really wanted to, they could sit down and, and have like a plan of like, all right, well, okay, maybe this isn't like Thor, like, like, like Jack Thor. Like maybe this is like a, an older version of Thor or whatever, Man but Thor. for some reason there's still so, yeah, exactly. Like, they're still so, like, married to the idea of, like, having every single hero, like, incredibly jacked. And it's like, well, maybe if you just, like, loosened up on that a little bit, then some of these guys would still want to play these characters, you know, up, you know, a little bit later because it's not as physically challenging. They just, they, they kind of, they, yeah, they, like, I feel like they do need to, like, um, kind of. I mean, it's like they took a bunch of coats, some shit. like. No, it's like they partied. Like it was almost like, okay, we can start going back in production. They threw a big party, did a bunch of coke, and was like, let's do this shit. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. and that's like their high. And, and they like, started coming off too. Is that like you know that with bringing in with bringing in more heroes, you're expanding the universe. So it's like then they have to have that decision. Like, okay, so do we expand the universe and like? have it still connected do we have things that are not connected and they want to keep it connected so it's, it it does make it um difficult but they could just slow it the fuck down i mean i guess we'll have to maybe but like, like you know just slow it down and like we don't need it all all today you know or like i i just yeah i don't know i don't know what the answer is no we have Hopefully we get a little bit of that Marvel magic back this weekend in June. Yeah. You know, a lot of people that listen to us are into a lot of this stuff. Do you want to kind of give that disclaimer you gave us? Yeah. Oh, that's so a good idea. I, yeah, I read a lot. Like just, um, I read a lot of a couple of uh, non-spoiler uh, reviews of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, and um, what struck me was that all of them kind of focus on this one aspect of the, of the movie. Um, there's apparently some pretty disturbing depictions of animal cruelty. So, um, and it, for every media outlet to comment on this, I feel like it must be jarring to watch. So I'm um, like, I am, which I learned today though, reading one of the reviews that like, there's apparently a website called like, um, did the dog die? Yeah. Does die? the dog die? Yeah. I go yeah, there all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, did we so- talk about that on here before? I believe oh, so. Yeah, yeah, that's right. With uh, I feel like we have with uh, the Tom the Hanks, Hanks the movie. The Tom Hanks movie. <laughs> yeah, it was still <laughs> devastating, even though the dog didn't die. Uh, but <laughs> Which, he died. I, know, he died. I hate watching animals get hurt. Um, and I know a lot of for a lot of people like that is something that they really like. Uh, my husband's niece, like she will not like she. I think she stopped watching. Oh God, was it one of the Hunger Games? And even though like, you know, like it was the second Hunger Games movie where they're like attacking the, like the, the monkeys, like they're fighting the monkeys and like it made her really upset. And even though she knew like the monkeys were bad, genetically bad, whatever creatures, she just didn't like seeing it. I remember she like walked out of the room and uh, got yeah. really upset. So just, um, I just, I can't, I, I just thought that was very, it was very noticeable that everybody was commenting on 
depictions of animal cruelty. So uh, just a heads up for people. Um, yeah, Marco should be putting that out more. And like I said, like in our group text, like mm-hmm. someone that's like Marvel's read true. all this shit, like I definitely had an inkling, you know, it's a high evolutionary, but like June didn't read the comic book. No. If I hadn't and read June's it, an no. animal lover. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I go back and forth on this one. I mean, I, I do agree, though. Like, Marvel should definitely put out a statement. Um, Disney should, but, but they... I don't know if they will. Well, Disney, I mean, they put it off for season. Well, so here's the thing. So, <laughs> yeah, so here's but the thing. Disney, the, I mean, though. The, yeah, but the only reason why I'm, like, I go back and forth is because if you're going into Guardians 3 and you've watched trailers, like, uh, I don't know. I mean, like, you should be expecting something like this. Like, you, like... You know that some of it, but it might be worse. Gonna get, yeah, I and I get that. But anticipate. Like, I mean, that's. I mean, I was. Ex- I'm expecting that. Like, I was before you even said anything in the group text. Like, I was expecting to be horrified by like Rocket's backstory because, like, I mean, in the very first movie, like he flips out about it. You know, he's like, I was yeah. put back together again and again and again, and I didn't ask for any of it. So, like, I don't know, and like just the 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 um like reactions in the trailer like i was i'm not expecting this to be a happy movie <laughs> like like i'm expecting yeah. it to have humor like guardians does but i haven't been expecting it however if the if it is really as graphic as they're saying even though they are cgi animals there should be some sort of like warning of hey like because like we all even if even just for the fact that like we all know, we've all had this experience where we go into like a Marvel movie, and for some fucking reason, there's a goddamn two year old running around <laughs> Yo, in your the theater, fuck? and like so that should be a thing because like yes, you should not bring your two year old, but you know people are gonna do it. So like, let's not have them screaming bloody murder because of the baby thing, animals you know? are being tortured or something. Right, you exactly. Know? Like, God, well, yeah, like, I mean, exactly. I told you, and I told you both in the group text, both my kids want to see this so bad. Uh, you would need to, I think yeah, you need to watch I this one and first. I told them, yeah, I said, too. I am seeing this first. I saw Love and Thunder first, and I'm glad mm-hmm. I did, because they would have been scared to death by Christian Bale with that weird puppet that he Oh, teams. yeah. What the fuck? My nephew, my nephew got upset. They had a, um, I, I think they had a lead, because he got really, that stuff scared him. Um, the one yeah. thing about, the, the, Disney should be the one to release the disclaimer, right? But, um. I think by their history. Hasn't um, come out. Well, no. So, um, when the Obi-Wan show came out, the Obi-Wan the Obi Wan show premiered the week of the Uvalde school shootings. And um, that Obi-Wan, the opening scene is the yeah. Order 66. And it's basically yeah. stormtroopers shooting at younglings. And also, Stranger Things, which premiered on the same day, that opening scene was like, the yeah. aftermath of a child massacre and i was like neither of you <laughs> i think netflix may have there was something one, they but put it was something like two, like two days i was just later. gonna yeah i was gonna say they did update it guys um, you realize what just happened like three days ago and yeah. if you and granted that's not your fault right and yeah you have to release your content because you know it's agreed upon whatever like you can't help that your show is coming out three days after this horrific event. However, you warn people before they hit play. I mean, I think now in just our piece of shit society, if you're going to make a show that has anything to do with like a massacre with kids, 
just automatically put the warning up because there's probably going to be a fucking national tragedy that has happened a couple days before. Yeah, right. Exactly. So I don't know. Because we suck. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess this is a little bit different just because of, but I mean, that the only thing I could think of, like with Disney and like Marvel, being like, well, these are CGI characters and they're like in no way real animals but hopefully but after that goes against these, their whole thing um, of like these these movies emotionally touch you and we want you to feel emotionally connected to these characters we want you to care about them as if they were real i'm surprised like, Cheetah's not making it does but it doesn't like i mean like that yeah. i just pete only cares if you act if you like hurt actual animals i don't think they care if it's uh, i thought Peter made a big deal with that Akja movie Oh, um, I don't know. And I, that, that was a completely animated. That was a made-up animal, and I fucking bawled a, my yeah, eyes like, out at that. That movie was like that so. Paul Dano was in that. Paul Dano probably one of Jay. That, that's that's when I really got on Jake Gyllenhaal. Like, man, this guy's good. I still think Ted Lasso should have had a fucking disclaimer for the beginning of season two when Earl got fucking. Oh, yeah. They, oh, they yeah. never they never had a disclaimer. They never had a disclaimer. And they, if you think about it, it's a pretty like you don't see it, but it is a violent. That's fucked up. <laughs> violent death. And there's a dream where Danny gets covered in his blood. Yeah. I was just going to say Danny's like super fucked up about it, too. So it's, like, it's not just us as like the viewer, like the character of the show is fucked up. Like, I did like, though, how in the finale of season two, though, Higgins is responsible for picking out the new you know, greyhound, the, 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 the greyhound puppy. And then when you see the greyhound mm. puppy with the handler out on the field, he's got a baby doggy helmet on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, June, you know cute. how they handled the death in that episode? It was just all oh, shucks. Oh, shucks. I just, yeah. I love, I love that analogy. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, shucks. No, yeah, go see Guardians of the Galaxy. But yeah, I didn't. Fuck. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, what God, do I sound fucked up? Go see it. Go Animals see it. murder. You know, well, that's, and that's an interesting question, though, because it's like, okay, so in, like, do you think that they should have the warning, like, right before the film? Because, that's the only, like, for people who've already watched trailers, like, they're not going to watch the trailer again before they go see it. You would just announce it, and then you have, like, a sign. Okay. But, I mean, like, but, like, for, like, me personally, like, okay, where, how would I see that, though? Right? Because, like, like I, just, I don't, like, I don't, there's no TV shows that I watch where they're What I'm saying is, like, you know, they, they post no, it on the socials. They make announcement, like, through socials. Yeah, but, like, I don't follow any any of their socials. Oh, and I know, know I mean? this like, is you, a different. So that's, that's the only, you have a sign, you could have a sign at the door, you would have a sign at the movie theater, right? Like, you would just have, like, yeah. a sign. Yeah, they did like that for Incredibles. I remember they did yeah. that for Incredibles, too. The with, the, uh, the, yeah. I was in a theater when that happened. Oh, when yeah. somebody had a somebody secret. had epileptic shock. Oh no! It's fucking yeah. Wife. I mean, like I, yeah, I'm just playing devil's advocate because I, you know, like you said that, and I agree. But then it's like, okay, wait a second. It's we're talking about a theatrical release. We're not talking about like going on to Disney where, like, on their site, like when that movie comes out, it might say, "Hey, there's graphic," because they they've done that with a lot of their old, like a lot of their shit. Oh, right? well, like, you like, go back uh, to like. Dumbo, and it's like, oh, there are depictions of like racism. Shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we've got racial shit in this movie, so just in case you don't want to watch it, like here you go. 
Um, so like, but that's, that's an interesting thing of like, okay, you know, just, you know, this yeah, shit's I mean, like what movie theater now, like you, like you hear that they're like suffering from, you know, getting people in the theaters is a movie theater going to, is the owner going to be so inclined to be like, Hey, go put a sign on the door. That well, no, if Disney makes animals. them, they have to. I mean, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, is, is he going to do that? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like okay. it would. Al- I feel like it would almost have to be like a thing, like right before the movie starts, where they just add in a, a thing that's like hold all the theaters. This like is that, here. You know, agreed to carry Incredibles too. Like that was why all the theaters had yeah. signs yeah. posted everywhere because Disney told them to. The Marvel yeah. logo at the beginning is made up of the words of the disclaimer. Like, yeah, oh what? <laughs> what? What is happening what? here? This isn't. This isn't real. Yeah, no, hey, like, Emmett, Emmett watched a video of, like, this animated cat falling off a cliff and, like, struggling to hang on and just falls. And it was Jesus. over just bawling. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. He's like, don't I can't I'm like, oh, my <laughs> God, dude. Yeah, definitely watch oh, he cr- before he does. Yeah, he cried so hard when the fucking droid in Rogue One died. No, that was sad. That was really sad. Maybe they should have had a disclaimer for that. (laughs) You know what? The rights of droids are kind of like a huge... It's been a huge contention in Mandalorian Season 3. Like, you got people kind of like... You got a little movement of people being like, droids rights! I love that Jess is just like gasping for air right now. Thinking of my son crying. IG. Oh, I like what they do with IG. He was sound like a badass. Uh, he was fucking, disclaimer. Um, here's a disclaimer coming up too. In in my last bit of news. Okay. Um, a popular Apple TV original show has been renewed for its fourth season. Uh oh. Does anybody have any guesses? Ooh. It's Ted Lasso. No, no, it's not Ted Lasso. Oh. Oh. Is it Mythic Quest? Um, nope. No, Mythic, Mythic Quest was already. Oh, uh, Trying. Trying's already been renewed. Oh, that's no, right. Trying. Uh, what the fuck? Okay, what I'll give you. A, I'll give you a hint. The third season hasn't even dropped yet. Shrinking. No, like, Shrinking's been renewed for season two. That would be sick. <laughs> Third season. What did we watch two seasons uh, okay, of? Wait, third season Physical. hasn't. Nope. <laughs> oh my God. How there aren't this many shows? All right. Do you want me to tell you? Yes. Wait, the morning show. Oh, oh, sorry. No. <laughs> hey. The morning show has been renewed for its fourth season, ahead of its <sighs> fall release for season three. I gotta have that hate watch hat. I gotta wear that for twenty more hours. Sorry, Jess, I didn't hear you. Ooh. I didn't. I would have gave another hint. I was gonna say it oh, has no, to drop gonna, like gonna... its main character <laughs> off of a cliff in a car. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that would have done it. That would have uh, stone cold done it. It that's like so. Season. I don't even know what season three is supposed to come out. The fall. It's supposed to come out in September of this year. Oh. Wow. Oh my god, that show well, that is so stupid. Sucks. Yeah, I don't. That's dumb. Uh, that's fucking terrible. <laughs> that's fucking stupid. All right, uh, let's get into some quick hits here. Okie dokie. I'm gonna play the quick hits bumper, and then we're gonna get into our ratings bumper. 
Because I have forgotten to do that. <laughs> like the past fucking four episodes. You know, I'm just playing the spoiler bumper right now. Right here we go. Wait, can you guys? Comparison rating system is as follows. Can you guys hear that? Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. good. <laughs> if the content is loved, it is juicy. If the content is adequate, it is crisp between low, middle, and golden. If the content is terrible, it is a rancid apple. The reviews may contain spoilers. This is your spoiler warning. Don't be a sour apple and watch the content. Yeah, don't be a sour apple, June. I don't know why I said <laughs> your name with that. <laughs> well, I think, as you know, it's coming when we review our uh, content. Uh, here we go. Whether it's brand new or a forgotten gem, these are Apple's quick hits. I love that song so much. It just makes me want to fucking punch somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. I got you with my best shot. <laughs> punch Mama right in the dick. Oh, <laughs> punch him straight in the dick. I fucking got. Uh, I'm gonna start with quick hits. I I watched. Um, it, I think it's number four now on the charts. Uh, it is the it is the new Chris Evans on a Armas movie, Ghosted. Ooh. Yeah, it was funny. I was live. I was live texting Jess for three fourths of this movie. And what was I telling you, Jess? I man, I don't fucking remember. You 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 liked it. You thought it was fun, a fun ride. Hang on, I gotta pause real quick. Oh, okay. Can you guys hear that? Okay, my my neighbor started up his fucking wood chipper. <laughs> I thought something was blowing up in my house. This fucking guy is a nut bar, dude. All right. Anyways, Jess, what was I texting you about Ghosted? Uh, you said you were enjoying the ride. I was, I was loving it. I was loving it. So Ghosted, it's, it's like a rom com. It, it, let me get. Uh, Cole falls head over heels for enig- uh, energetic Sadie, but then makes the shocking discovery that she's a secret agent before they can decide on a second date. Cole and Sadie are swept away on an international adventure. But God, dude, this I'm not reading all of that. What the fuck? That's like a college thesis. So he boy falls in love with girl boy finds out she's a secret agent. And then they like he starts having trust issues and they he follows her to like England and it's like it's cool because it's like a globe sweeping kind of adventure and lots of action. And I was really digging it. I liked the I liked the chemistry between the two. I thought it was pretty funny. I think Chris uh, Evans is really he he does a good job of just kind of playing the down on his luck, hopeless romantic guy. And Ana de Armas is really good in her role. And in the first like three fourths of the movie, there was a couple cameos. And by like kind of the third one, I was like, okay, we can give this a rest. Like. We got it. You're a Marvel movies. You're gonna have your buddies come in. It's funny. And then we you kind of go for a while, and then like in the big final battle, we get just this gigantic, no needed, huge A-lister cameo. 
Are you sure you guys can't hear this shit? I can't hear it. I have okay. no idea what you're talking about. But I just hear this. I can hear. I never hear anything with my headphones on. I just hear stuff going straight into the wood chipper. It's like right outside my door. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't hear anything. Okay, but yeah, there's a huge cameo at the end of the movie that it took me completely out of it. And the oh. actor had like a huge eye patch on and was being typical of what they're usually in with like sarcasm and it just I gave it I give it a low a low crisp. Dang. Yeah, it would have been it would have been a it would have been um it would have been a golden crisp. But just that that two minutes it was just like okay like it didn't even feel like their story anymore. It just felt like well who are we gonna see next? Like yeah, what's gonna be the next big game? Yeah, so I kinda ended up really not liking it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you were so high at first. I know, and I think just by my descriptions, you can probably guess who the big cameo was at the end. <laughs> but I mean, you know, you got friends, you want to work together, you want to give favors. I don't know, but it was shit at the end. I I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a rancid. You know, it's a rancid. <laughs> it, it's just it's fucking rancid. It killed it. <laughs> wow, dang! You just it's, went right down. <laughs> But just you know what is the opposite of a rancid? The big door prize. The big door prize. <laughs> what we just got to the eighth episode? Yeah. Did you watch the newest one that dropped? Uh, you know I did. Okay. Oh, you know Holy I did. shit. <laughs> I know. Holy oh, shit. This show is so good. Man. The way this show can make you love, sympathize, and then hate a character within its 30-minute time span is fucking insane. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, uh, woo. I mean, the end of that seventh episode was, like, really compelling. Um, and then when you... Yeah, the like in the start of episode eight, it like starts in one place and ends in another, and you're like, "What the fuck?" And and like, you know what I love about this show? At, at least for me, do you know what I love about it right now? What? I don't give a fuck where or why the machine is there or like how it got right? made. I don't care about it. Like I, I, that's always like in the background of my head. Is like, okay, like what what is up with this? Especially like. Cause you kind of like learn a new thing, like every, almost like every episode you learn like a new thing, but also like, it's been a while since we've had a show. Uh, Ted Lasso kind of does this a little bit, but like a show where it's like the, ta- the whole town is like a character. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to book- bookmark that. that. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun in that way where it's like the whole town, you know, it's like, ah, man, the first two episodes, the first two episodes, I'm like, I need to know everything about this machine. I need to know it right now. I like it fades. I think the fifth, the fifth episode, we find out that a character in the past has had experience with this machine in a different town. I was like, oh, maybe I want to know more about it. And then I quickly forgot about it again. Right, right. I'm like it just happens just, to be there. Yeah, yeah. It's more like the dynamics between like the characters and our main family. Um, 
and just like it kind of it kind of makes you like you just kind of like you kind of have that question of i don't know like morality of just like man am am i living to my potential like like what have i missed out Mm -hmm. on or like am i doing what i'm supposed to be doing it's a fucking and then the performances you know who i kind of love now (laughs) georgio a little bit (laughs) yeah you know it's so great like you like you said that right you're like uh it can the show can make you feel one way about a character and then like sometimes it can do it within a span of like 10 minutes sometimes it's like a span of like three episodes where you know you start out with one opinion about a character and then it's totally different later and yeah Giorgio is one of those that he flips back and forth all the time it's like one day hate him one day you're like oh okay and then the the next day you like feel sympathy for him it's like it's the emotions you go through watching this show are like insane it's fucking wild man it's fucking wild I'm excited to see like because I guess like we're only getting we're getting 10 is it is that what it is that's what I assumed Yes, we have the penultimate next week. And what are they what do they got planned for us with that? Jesus. I know. It's part one. Oh <laughs> it my says God. it in the episode. It's like Deer Deer Deerfield Fest part one and there's supposed oh. to be like a storm or something coming. <gasps> they hinted yeah. at a storm that happened a long time they, ago last night too. <gasps> uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. Like what's gonna happen? Like what's gonna happen that there's a part one and part two to the finale? You know? Oh my god! Okay, this is this is in no way a thing. But do you think the do you think the person with the meteorologist card is gonna have some kind of play in this? I mean, <laughs> what the fuck? It man? Seems that way. <laughs> it seems that way. Dude, June, you like, gotta get on this. Yeah, I. I don't yeah. know. Like when I saw the mayor's like real card, I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I know. <laughs> what the hell? And then the, the way that the episode ended, I was just like, I don't even know what's going on right now. Yeah. Like what the uh, fuck? I mean, and last night, like, like, and we did learn a big thing about the machine last night and it's still like, yes. I was still like, okay, still don't we care how huge, it got there. <laughs> yeah. We learned a huge thing that like, it, it could go either way. It's like, okay, wait, does this mean this thing or does it mean this thing? And like, I, I, I don't know. But again, like, I just want to see more of like, you know, our characters and we get kind of like a little revelation with, um, with uh, our main guy, Dusty's card in that last night's episode. Dude, too. I sat yeah. up. <laughs> I was like, who? I know when he said that, I was like, oh, my God, what? <laughs> I was like, ah. <laughs> uh, but then, you know, and it also has his wife in that show. Jesus Christ. Yeah, she's she's a beautiful lady. You could just have 30 minutes of just a camera looking dead onto her. And I'd be like, OK, cool. Right. Yeah, juicy. <laughs> <I'm> fine. <laughs> ju- uh, ju- juicy. Paul's going to fall. Paul's going to fall. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Which make which uh, weird segue to most people, but like, when is that wrestling show coming on to Apple? <laughs> uh, wait, <laughs> that's not on yet. I thought it was already. It's already on. Oh, I don't know. I I haven't looked at anything upcoming yet. What's it called? Monster Factory. Yes, I think so. 
Yeah, man, that looks so good. It is on. It came out March 17th. What the oh, fuck? See, yeah. I, was, I was just going to say, I was like, I think it was. Because, you know, I mean, you know, Apple do. They just release. I'm watching that shit tonight. Anything. Yeah. Like, they're, they, they, whew. yeah. <laughs> they just add new shit all the time. Jesus like, Christ. Oh, whatever. So yeah, watch Big Door Prize. Don't watch. I mean, watch Absolutely. Ghosted. I don't know. Fucking do what you want. Yeah, uh, it sounds like don't live. though. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like if you, unless you don't have anything better to watch, I guess go watch Ghosted. <laughs> yeah, if not, go watch fucking Succession. Gig of June. What the fuck was there that last <laughs> episode? What? The last Succession. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my god. Oh wait. So the one this Friday. The one that just came out on Sunday. Oh, the one on Sunday. Oh, my God. That was amazing. It was, did it not give you the WeWorks vibe? Yes. We crashed. It was, yeah. Like, basically trying to sell real estate as tech so you can, like, project a higher valuation. It was, this this season is insane. So, I am, like, I'm, I'm sad it's ending, but I feel like. It's, this is going to be, I mean, number one, my husband and I are talking about it. I feel like this is like what um, the the Wire came out like 20 years ago, right? And like that was heralded and it still is like lauded to be like one of the best television dramas of all time. Like we're going to be, I think we're going to be looking at succession like 20 years later being like this, that was one of the best television dramas. Because they do Never such made. a good job of giving you characters you should not have any sympathy or empathy for, and yet they, and they find know a exactly, way. They know exactly where to put the humor and the draw. Like it's just, it's like this well choreographed thing. And I mean, here's the thing: you can write a great script for TV, right? You can get the best directors, but like it all, also like everything else has to fall into place, right? Like you have to have, you know your Hollywood studio, you have to have good support there, which they do with HBO, right? And um, like the head of HBO, apparently with Jesse Armstrong, the creator succession told him, he was like, oh yeah, this is the last season. The guy was kind of like, you know what? Like you, you gotta be sure. As in like, are you prepared to like, if I tell you right now, like there's no coming back, like you can't try to revive it later. Like when you say you're done, you're done. And it, it, it was more so to like test Jesse Armstrong to be like, no, this is, yeah, I'm willing to, die on that yeah this is it it's over you know and then you have to have really good actors to deliver you know the lines that you wrote it just it has it it just somehow i think it was a lot of talent and a lot of luck oh it all worked together and it all worked together it's clicking on every fucking level i'm so glad yeah and what like this and barry ends on the same night they're saying may 28th could go down as one of the saddest nights (laughs) in tv yeah, and I'll go. I'll talk a little bit That's about funny. Barry when we uh, get into our uh, last overviews. So yeah, it's gonna be a couple years, man. It's I know, and I get it. I get it. But hey, like I told you in a text, and I guess this can segue into our our reviews of episodes seven and eight of Ted Lasso. This award season for television, it the when it comes to comedy series, it's gonna be between Ted Lasso and Barry, and. Paul, you like when you do eventually watch the final season of Barry, you're gonna go, Oh, I understand why they won all the Emmy Awards. 
I almost feel like Barry shouldn't even be in comedy anymore. You know what? My husband makes the same argument, especially after the fourth episode. But um, he makes the same argument. However, like if you when you actually just watch it, like if you really watch it, like there it is. Like there's so many fucking things that are just amusing. And yeah, it's set in this bleak, dark stuff. But I also think it's like the satirical manner of it, I think it's such a brilliant way to, like, in comparing organized crime to Hollywood. Yeah. Like, both, and, you know, sort of highlighting, like, here's this gritty underworld of, like, organized crime and gangs and whatever. And then, you know, Hollywood is just a dirt, it's, it's pretty, but it's just as cutthroat and just as dirty. I, I like the juxtaposition you know, of the two. And I think for me, that is kind of what makes it a comedy because it's kind of absurd to compare, you know, Hollywood to organized crime. But it, it, it's an absurd idea. Yeah. And I, I don't know if you watch this show, but, you know, the only thing, you, there's only one show I can compare Barry to right now. Mm-hmm. And that's fucking BoJack Horseman. Yeah, I never watched yeah that's a tough one to watch, like all at once. That one I can't watch. Like you got to know that it has to do with depression. Like, doesn't it? It's about mental health. Depression right? and alcohol, like addiction. But like, oh, yeah. the first, yeah. the first six episodes were funny. It was the first six episodes were sick, like sitcommy. And then all yeah, of a sudden, yeah. it just fucking nails you right in the fucking balls. Like, oh my god, yeah. what the fuck is this? And then every th- everything else, it just gets like there's a whole episode called Thoughts and Prayers, and it's yeah exactly what you think it is. It's it's fucking insane. But yeah. so, but I just feel like you know Barry this season. So you know the first season of Barry, we hadn't had Ted Lasso yet, and it did like I think Bill Hader won an Emmy for Best uh, Actor. Yeah. And Henry, Henry Winkler won. I think maybe a couple of the writers, directors. I don't I don't think it won Best Comedy, but. You know, it was nominated for it. It was sort of um, the critical darling that year. But then, you know, it's, um, but you know, Ted Lasso comes up. So the past two awards season, Ted Lasso has beat Barry out in the acting category and the writing categories and stuff. So um, I just feel like, and I, you know, in the past, you know, the first two seasons of Ted Lasso in terms of like the writing, acting, everything. Yeah, I was kind of like, you know, I, I'm i okay with, you know, like that, I think that's just, you know, well-deserved. Well-deserved to Jason Vegas, well-deserved to Brett Goldstein, you know, well-deserved to the show. But, you know, I'm sorry, but come fall, when Emmys do go, I'm team Barry because it is just, it's just done so much better. And it's just the acting is so much better. So... Mm. With that, with that said, uh, I, I know we don't know a lot of wrestling terminology, but are you ready for the tag in, Jess? Oh. <laughs> or are you as ready yeah. as you can be? Uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> Why not? We got two epi- two episodes of last, so no shrinking tonight. No shrinking tonight. No shrinking. Yep. Yeah. We, no uh, we got fifteen. We got fifteen hours of last. Oh my god! Yeah, both of these episodes are like. Almost well, an hour. All the all the episodes this season have been forty five minutes or longer. Um, yeah, yeah, we got fifty seven and fifty four on these two. 
Yeah, bad boys. Long episode. Yeah, these were pretty long. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go over these both um, at once, and then we will talk about them. So we are on episodes seven and eight. Um, episode seven: the strings that bind us. So we have our greyhounds are in their slump that they're in, but we had um, Ted do his. Uh, have his hallucination about total football. So that is what we're dealing with um, in this seventh episode. So uh, we have Ted doing a presentation, or actually it's Ted handing off the presentation to Pierce. He's doing the presentation about total football and like what what this is going to do. So, you know, the guys are all kind of like, well, what, the, what the hell's happening? And um, they uh, and um, what's his name? Roy is like, yeah, we're gonna do this, and we're gonna we're gonna practice it, we're gonna drill it, and we're gonna get it, and then in a couple months, we're gonna put it on the field. And Ted's like, no, we're gonna do it this week against Arsenal. So, like, and all the you know guys are like, what the hell? So they have to learn this entirely new strategy, um, and it's super different because you've got like. You know, you're swapping spots and you're all over the field and you have to trust your team. So with total football, where did I put my note? I just only made like one note today. Uh, With total football, Ted mentions that there are four things and that is conditioning, versatility, awareness, and number four has yet to be revealed. We don't know what number four is. Um, So uh, we've... Let's see, we have that is happening. Uh, we've got Keely and Jack. Um, I just thought, I guess I'll go over like what's going on with them because it's not as big of, um, that's like the B story and it's not a lot of stuff. Basically, Jack is quote unquote love bombing Keely where she's just doing all of these lavish things for her. Um, at one point, she, she uh, Keely mentions that daisies are her favorite flower. So she, Fills her entire office with uh, daisies. Um, she puts a ring and a croissant. Like she pays for um, her and Rebecca's dinner, which Rebecca then orders like so much stuff after the fact. After she hears it's from Jack, she's like, "Oh, we'll have like all of these bottles of your best wine and all of this and this." And um, <clears throat> so that that has been interesting. Um, and then you have. Uh, Keely, who's worried about the office, um, the office romance. Uh, she also gets her, uh, I think it was a Jane Austen book, like a like a, a rare oh, yeah. first edition. I'm just gonna ju- Can I jump in right now, Jess? Just, I'm just gonna. I need to get this For off. Once, like that. You've got ten I'm, seconds, June. <laughs> no, just saying, that is the moment you knew that Jack was evil because you do not take a first edition of a piece of literature <laughs> and fucking deface it. That was so, to me, that was basically like, she, she was the personification of like every douchebag billionaire that's like, has no value for anything real, right? Like they have so much money, they don't even know how to value anything anymore. So if you have something like that and you deface it, vandalize it just for, just to like make a joke to your girl toy, like, uh-uh. Like, fuck you. <laughs> you're an evil person. You're a piece of shit. 
go to hell. Okay, you you heard it here, folks. You heard it here first. Uh, <laughs> that's the moment Jack turns evil. Yep. <laughs> it's when she gets the, uh, the book. So that's actually the beginning of this episode. But um, so we have her. She's doing all these things. She um, goes into the into Keeley's office um, and basically makes a declaration of their relationship. Hey, we're we're in a relationship. Whatever, this will be fine. Don't worry about it. Um, we have Rebecca and Keeley uh, when they're out on that night out that I mentioned previously. We have her um, basically comparing Jack to Rupert, but also being like. Hey, but maybe she's not. <laughs> it was a real weird, like really it is weird, like thing where it was just yeah. like, yeah, I'm gonna say all of these the ways that Jack is acting exactly like my evil emperor uh, ex husband, and uh, but you know what? Maybe maybe they're different. It'll be Who fine. Knows? It's fine. You'll be fine. It's, yeah, it's Great. totally totally <laughs> not a problem. So that's basically uh, Keeley's whole story. Um, we've got another B story with Nate. So here's the, uh, we've got, and actually this and the next episode is really where we're kicking Nate's redemption into third gear. So we've got Nate. He's uh, always had a thing for this, uh, the, the uh, hostess at the um, restaurant that he goes to all the time um he wants to ask her out but he's not he's not sure if like she even likes him but he's going there every morning and just waving at her basically just kind of doing like a little bit of light stalking um although she likes it but still this actress gives us nothing in terms of facial expression so we have no idea like (laughs) and i guess i'm sorry but she drives me insane she does she has no she has no expression with her eyes like it's They're really dead weird. They just stay the same. It's very strange. She doesn't but, blink. Um, no, she doesn't. So, <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't. No, she really doesn't. She's got like Hers. she's got really big, round, blue eyes that just don't do anything. Like they just sit there uh, in her face. And so, um, yeah. So he's he's wants to ask her out. He's not really sure about it. Um, his niece has a birthday or his daughter has, or his sister has a birthday. Somebody has a birthday. His sister's birthday. He goes to his parents' house and, um, he goes to his parents' house. I have dogs that are trying to get shit. Um, goes to his parents' house, um, and has a little girl talk with his sister and his mom, which is adorable, even though like, I still, still not good with him being so mean to Will, but girl talk was very cute um and so he you know like basically they show him this map that his dad made to ask his mom out and they're like you should just do it and like i don't know they should just kept it with mom because mom mom's nice and dad sucks so (laughs) um dad's a stalker (laughs) yeah pretty much so they're basically just like oh no you got to go ask her out you got to go ask her out so um again light stopping right um so uh, he goes back to the restaurant. He's all about to ask her out. He gets super nervous, goes to the bathroom. And before he does his famous, like, pumping me up with spit in the mirror thing, he doesn't do that. Instead, he goes home and makes her one of his, like, special boxes that we previously have known from season one. And he goes to give her this box and then trips and it gets run over by a car. <laughs> so then he goes... <laughs> Yeah, it's so fucking weird. I thought he was gonna get hit by the car, honestly. But he uh, he still has the courage, 
asks her out and she's like, yes. And so they actually end up going out and uh, she does show up for the date, even though he's like, asks, he asks Siri at one point, like, how do you know a girl likes you? She's like, you don't. <laughs> like, asks his mom, how do you know a girl's going to show up, show up on the date? They're like, you don't. So basically all of these things for Nate. Um, so yeah, so they, she shows up, they go out. She looked um, good at the date. Yeah, she had it like she had her hair was down. It was like I didn't even out. think it was her. <laughs> I was like, who is this? I was like, who is this person? Uh, she was definitely not in her uh, hostess outfit, so that was fresh take. But her eyes still did something. Um, yep, <laughs> her eyes were still they dead. Eyes stare into the dead lights. Um, so... <laughs> That's an it reference. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Well, I, I knew uh, June wouldn't get it. No, she so. wouldn't get it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now we go back <laughs> to our team where we talked about them doing total football. They uh, have practices. We Ted and uh, Beard are at the pub, and our three um, super fans, you know, come in and they're like, "What the fuck?" And um, basically, like, we're not going to be nice anymore. And then Ted's like, why don't you just come to practice and see what we're doing? So they're like, okay, fine. So they go to practice. We have all of this, all of um, a couple of scenes of practices where Rory takes over. They have to do sprints and then scrimmage. Then they have, they switch places. Um, they have each uh, team member has a person that they have to switch places with, except for Jamie. Jamie's the odd man out because they figure, hey, you want to do all the scoring. So you just stay where you are and you don't have to switch with anybody we even get like a really funny scene of uh beard switching places with will and will's got like that was, that was cute, that was cute. as his beard it was adorable that it that was uh, cute. <laughs> get out of my chair um yeah. so, so we have the team switching places then we have another practice where um they have to they have to stay aware of each other so we have Rory come up with a brilliant idea to tie uh, fingers to dicks. Dicks to dicks. I don't know. Dicks it's to di it was dicks to dicks. They are attached to the dick to each other, uh, which is just absolutely ridiculous. Um, so we get this whole scene of like a, a scrimmage in half a speed of them just trying not to pull each other's dicks off. And then there's a funny part where Jamie thinks he's got his dick pulled off and looks at his pants. Oh, it's still there. Yo, that um, hurt me. Dude, I was like, yes. that fucking hurt, dude. And then, and then we're one where Ted clotheslines Isaac and whoever he was pa paired off with, but I can't, uh, I guess. I think it was Colin. It was. I think it was Colin. Um, but yeah, so we have these, um, so there's a lot of comedy uh, with those scenes. Um, and then we have the Arsenal game where they actually have to try this out. And, you know, they, they start with it. It's not it's not working. Like, Jamie's looking around the field. He's kind of starting to figure things out. Um, none of this is working. The other team scores a goal. They go back into the locker room at halftime. And they're like, shit, whatever. Ted gives a speech about, like, how, how his – his, the origin of his mustache, basically. <laughs> he gives a speech. And Jamie's just kind of, like, sitting there, like, mm, uh, uh. so, like, they're like, well, do you have something to say? 
And he's like, yeah, but I don't want to be a dick, which is funny because, like, since when does he ever care about that? But they all give him the finger because they basically were thinking the same thing. <laughs> okay, fuck you. Yeah. So he's basically like, I'm not doing it wrong. You're all doing it wrong. So basically, he's like, hey, like, I've got to be down here, like, in the center, and you guys have to play through me. So he basically, like, totally takes this the strategy and shows the team the way that it's going to work. So instead of Jamie scoring all of the goals, basically he's going to orchestrate what the offense is kind of doing and they're going to score goals through him. So he's not going to be a goal scorer anymore. And it's going to go off to the other team members. Which can actually, I have 10 seconds? Can I have 10 seconds? You can seconds have 10 quick? seconds. Yes, Paul. Which is really funny. I noticed this on my third rewatch. There's a funny at first joke where Roy has this big idea to put one dick in the center and tie all the <laughs> strings to it. And when Jamie, yeah, when Jamie walks up to the board, he put he it, it's the exact same thing that Roy had. Oh, that's awesome. That that is a good catch. Cause and it's like that. he has all the strings tied to him. He is the, yeah. he's the conductor. Yeah. He's the center dick. <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn, that's kind of cool. <laughs> Big dick in the middle. Thank you for my yeah, time. You're welcome. You're very welcome. That was a good catch because I didn't yeah. catch that at all. I, didn't like, I totally, missed, totally missed it. Um, but yeah, so they, they still lose the match. Um, but they can see how this strategy is actually going to work. So we had that goal was uh, fun was to fun. watch. Yeah, it it was, was really fun. That it was, was fucking dropped. awesome. When he ki- when he kicked it back behind him, I was like, ooh, the yeah, heel kick. Whole, yeah, and seeing the team piece. get into it, like everyone, like you, you see them watching something cool, like they they've been dying to see. Right, right, that was yeah, fucking and cool, like man. yeah, everybody. It's like everybody's like super pumped. They go back, you know, into the locker room. Trent Crim's like, he's all super excited. He's like, oh, it's going to work. It's going to work. And they're like, huh? He's like, total football. It's going to fucking work. And, um, you know, he's like, wait, why? Like, why? what do you mean? And he's like, oh, because it's, it's the lasso way. And he's like, you haven't switched tactics in a week. And you've done this every single season since you've been here and like because of that and your inclusiveness and your and your club and I, I all like it was like what did he say something about like a thousand imperceptible moments um like this is going to work it's like all culminating into total football <laughs> i'm sorry to do this again but june asked a question what do you think his book is going to be about and I said, I think it's going to be called The Lasso Way mm-hmm. <laughs> about the culture, the team. I need to yeah, stop predicting. Right. I need to predict yeah, the lottery yeah. I now. I think you're right. No, but I think yeah. you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, I no, think, right I think that's a very good, um, a very good uh, prediction. I love that he's um, part of the crew now. I just have to say that. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah. And we have we have that little like joke, you know, where Roy looks over, or he leaves. Roy looks over and is like. He's such a dork. And he's like, yeah, but he's our dork. That's what June and Jess say to each other about me. <laughs> about you, yeah. So that is our episode seven. I don't think there was anything else that I... Wait, did you talk about... Anything this? big? Uh, what? Did you talk about the Sam stuff? Uh, That's in episode eight. Oh, wait. wait that a- oh, shit, no. Oh, okay, I'm... I'm. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. Um. 
So Sam, uh, I was thinking that was episode eight. <laughs> so let's talk about Sam. So Sam has a Sam has a huge part in this episode. Um, so uh, we have Sam. He's back and forth between the team and the restaurant team and the restaurant. And I actually it was funny because I did look over at my notes and I had the the lady's name written because I knew I wouldn't remember it. Um, but anyway, so. Uh, he goes into the restaurant, like he talks about like his mismatched spoons. His uh, chef is basically like, well, if the food is good, nobody's going to care about the fucking spoons. But then um, one of the times he goes back in there, everybody is in the kitchen and they're all like upset. And he's like, well, what are we upset about? And so it's this lady, Brenda Burrow, who's probably. Uh, she's, the home sec- a- she's the home secretary um, in parliament. Is she yes. real? I was just about to say oh, that. No, she's not. Okay. okay. There, I I looked it up and it Screen Rant had an article that was like, hey, guys. Oh my god. Um, so Screen Rant had an article where it was like, it's probably based on these two people. Um, but they're I don't think they had actual sources for that. Um, so but she is not real. So she's the home secretary and she's her her stance is that um illegal refugees or refugees coming into the country seeking um obviously home or a home or a place to um escape from their their homes too she's basically saying no like you britain is off uh off limits immigration here anti-immigration yeah and like yeah yeah she just she doesn't want refugees and she doesn't want anybody illegal in like she's just pretty much like an awful person. So um, they're all saying like, fuck you, you know, like they're all super upset about it. And Sam's kind of like, you know, he's, he's like, Oh, so he makes a tweet. That's basically like, you know, he just makes a tweet um, kind of getting, getting involved. And he, it wasn't like anything mean or anything like that. Like it was actually like pretty like decently written. And then she writes back and is like, you know, you're just a footballer. What the fuck do you know? You should just shut up and dribble. Which, basically. by the way, that is a direct to something yeah. that happened in real life um, on American news. Um, Laura Ingram, who is one of the Fox News, like she's Fox News people, one of Fox News hosts. In 2018, um, she told, she basically, she during one of her segments, she was talking about LeBron James and Kevin Durant. Um, Mm. who were about important issues um, regarding race and she said shut up and dribble which yeah. is so coded it's so fucking <clears throat> coded it is there's just it's just so at this point it's not even coded it's just that's just flat out racist like when you're black that, shut you up don't get dribble. to have an opinion you're yeah. person yeah. of color fuck you you don't get to talk about problems that are going on you're just my entertainment yep so just go and entertain. And so. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, she she says all this, e- you know, evil stuff. She talks about him being like a mediocre player and a mediocre team. Like, just go do what you're supposed to be doing. You know, go do that shit um, and leave the politics to, you know, people who are, you know, smart <laughs> uh, and white, probably. Um, yeah. White is the <clears> big one. <laughs> they don't care about. So, what are you talking about? So well, she thinks she's smart. <laughs> like whether she's smart or not, she thinks she thinks that she is. But um, so then um, you know, he 
he's going to the restaurant one day and uh, shortly after, you know, his tweets and her tweets back and forth and the restaurant is trash. So somebody threw a brick in it, like the signs trash, the, all the um, mirrors on the walls are broken, like just the whole, the whole thing. So, um, so then um, Sam cut and we are, we already know that Sam's dad is coming to um, coming from Nigeria so um <clears throat> so he was going to come and see the restaurant um and then after that the uh after he um after the restaurant was trash he goes in um to the locker room for practice and he's like throwing shit around like super pissed off um super angry you know as he absolutely should be um you know and like isaac's like what the fuck man and he like goes on this rant you know he's just like dude like He's like, I, he's like, I, there's all this shit happening in the world. And like, I can't care about that. Cause I have to kick a fucking ball and I only do that when people like me or when I mess up and they're just going to like shit me back to wherever. And he's going on this rant and you just hear like Sam and it's his dad. Who's like this giant man. Um, oh, did you guys not, rem- do you guys not recognize him? That's the guy oh, from no, Sweet yeah. Tooth. Yeah. He, well, that Paul, Paul he, knows who he is. Um, I can't find the actor's uh name um oh and nosy he was in season two of game of thrones remember the cop like the, the cough uh the greatest city that oh never yeah. will oh. be he's the game one that like cuts his hand forever. he's like i i declare something the one who gets locked in the tomb God, that feels yeah, like, like 40 remember, years ago. I was just going to say, I remember that now, but I never would have pulled that because it's, I mean, I haven't seen Game of Thrones in probably since it came out. Um, yeah, that's him. <laughs> the greatest city that ever was or ever will be. That's him. Yeah, yeah I know so him he, from Sweet Tooth, which was, he's fantastic. He's the lead of Sweet Tooth. They just came back for season two and I'm done. Yay! <laughs> All right, sorry. So we have Sam, so we have Sam's dad he sees his dad and immediately just like runs into his arms and starts crying. The whole team is just kind of like, Oh fuck. Like, uh, like they, you can see like, they're all like worried about Sam. Um, so then Sam has a heart to heart with his dad, you know, and they talk about like, he's like, I just don't even like want to, he's like, I can't take you there now because it's trash. And you know, like, I don't even know if I'm going to reopen. And he's like, no, like you definitely should reopen and he's like and if you really want to get back at these people then you need to forgive them and he's like what and he's like don't play back fight forward so they go through like this whole thing um and then <clears throat> sam's dad uh they he goes to the match whatever so then at the very end of this episode um you know we have sam driving with his dad and he's like you know what like i'll take you to the restaurant so they go to the restaurant and he finds the entire team and they are fixing up his uh trash dresser on so we've got people painting we've got people sweeping we've got um bumper catches fixing sign <laughs> he goes on this like little science rant about what neon signs are and he's like Whoop, and it pops it pops on uh we've got our like french dude who's like i'm gonna give you some wine i mean not my best wine but all it's very good um so we have all of the, all of that happening so they totally fix it for him um, which was their idea, uh, not the chef's idea, because he asked her, he's like, hey, like, did you call them? She's like, no. And, um, you know, the sign lights up. And this is where we find out that Sam's restaurant is named after his dad. 
So um, we then we end that episode with um, Sam's dad being like, I'm going to cook everybody dinner. So then they all, you know, they cook and they all have like this really nice team dinner um, at Ola's. Oh, okay. So <clears throat> on to episode eight, we'll never have Paris. Um, so we're, we kind of switched gears from all of our, like, like this episode seven was like a football episode. Um, episode eight, not so much a football episode. We get a little bit of football in the beginning, um, where like we see that Richmond is on a roll. So total football is working. Jamie's, um, orchestral, like, uh, conductor role is being, is very successful. Uh, we see Danny score a goal, um, and basically like they're on a roll and we've got like our commentators are like, you know, some of them are like, yeah, that's great. And like, some of them are like, uh, this is just a fluke. Like, don't worry. Like they'll, they'll get back to losing soon. So, um, we have, let's start with, um, let's see, Keely's, Keely shit. So we have Keely and Jack. And uh, we have them together. They're they're in bed. They're you know having like having some pillow talk or whatever. Um, Jack invites her to a polo match with her uncle, uh, basically just to watch and drink champagne and all that stuff. So she's like, okay. And then she finds, and then Keely finds out that there was a sex video uh, leaked, and she wasn't the only one. It was like a bunch of different celebrities, apparently a reality star with a huge dick. Um, and so she wasn't the only one, but it was like basically a video of her masturbating, I think. And, um, so that got leaked. So she's like, oh shit, like, what am I going to do? Oh my God, everybody's going to see this, you know, all this stuff. And Jack's like, don't worry, I'll take care of it. And by taking care of it, she meant, oh, I will give you, I'll get this statement written so that you can make this apology. And you know, Keely like reads out this like very like dr- like lawyer drip like written um, statement of like you know I'm really sorry I should have never made this like this is wrong blah 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 like all of these like different things that she's supposed to post over her socials and Jack had given this statement to Barbara to give to Keely so Jack didn't even give her this statement herself she gave it to Barbara so then. Um, you know, she like Keely is like reading this out loud and she's like, I don't like I don't feel good about this. She goes to um, uh, Rebecca and talks to her about it. And Rebecca reads it. And she's like, you know, she's like, oh, man, I'm sorry. Whatever. She reads the statement. And she's like, OK, this is like all lawyers wrote this. Like, why don't you talk to Jack about it and give her a chance to actually like surprise you or whatever. So then uh, her and Jack like have this like conversation she's like I don't want to do this and or I don't want to make this statement and Jack's like I get it and you think at first like that would be except for maybe June probably didn't think of this but you think at first maybe like oh she's she's gonna get over it's fine and then nope. um but then it turns out that she so we see Keely um walk in to the bedroom with like this outfit this like new dress and this hat and like this whole outfit that she bought for the polo match. So she bought this whole outfit and then Jack's like, Oh, I actually canceled that. And she's like, huh? and she's like, yeah, I just don't think it would be like smart. Blah, blah, blah. 
So then, well, no, she kind of gaslights her. She says, "Oh, I just didn't think you would feel comfortable being in right. a public event." Yeah, and so then she's like, she's like, "Okay," and you can see like she's visibly like upset by this. So then she's like, "Well, how about I put on a fabulous outfit and you wear that fabulous fabulous outfit? We'll go do something fun." She's like, "Okay." So then they go mini golfing. And uh, they run into um, a friend of uh, Jack's and Jack introduced Keely as her friend, not her girlfriend. So then Keely is like really like upset about this. Cause wouldn't you be like, like, yeah. okay, wait, like before we were going to go to this, cur- this polo match and you were going to introduce me as your girlfriend to your uncle. And now you won't even introduce me to like some random fucking like drunk person, <laughs> like as your girl, as my, as uh, your girlfriend. So um, then they, uh, Keely's at home. She, Jack comes in and she's like, oh, she's talking to somebody and she's like, oh, great news. Like we've got a watered down state version of the statement, blah, blah, blah. And Keely's basically like, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to make any statement. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. And then they get in this huge fight about like, well, you shouldn't have, you know, like, I mean, you should apologize for that. Cause I mean, you have a porno on the, you know, leak. And she was like, well, it wasn't my fault that it leaked. Like I didn't post that, you know? And she was like, well, you shouldn't have made that video in the first place. And she's like, I'm not, that like I'm not ashamed that I made this video and then she's like well how many videos are there and she's like I don't know like there could be a lot <laughs> like it depends on who deleted them and who did you know what I mean like it's like uh, I made I made some videos for some boyfriends and I don't know and so you know Jack gets upset and she leaves um we also had Keely uh or Roy come over uh come up to Keely and talk to Keely and say like he was sorry and then fucks it oh. up because then he yeah. asks well who, well who was the video for <laughs> because the video was not for him and obviously he watched it so he knew that it wasn't for him so she wanted to know who it was for which is a fucking dumb move Roy Yikes, Boy, dude. so bad it was you bad. fucking dick he so had a more organic villain story than Nate. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. It really is true. So Ooh. she she doesn't like she I mean to her credit doesn't like flip out, doesn't like she, she, gets, car she just gets away. in her car and she leaves. Like she says absolutely fucking nothing. Um and then at the end of the episode of her whole thing um we have uh jamie who rings the doorbell and we find out that he the video was for him so it was a video that she sent him when they were dating and um he comes to say he's sorry because he deleted half of the shit and then deleted the other half but he didn't pay attention to his emails and has the absolute worst password for his emails but it had two s's password like, oh no, Jamie! But um, she gives. I'm sorry, him a I would have slapped him. She gives him a hug. I would have slapped him. It's like, you know, I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, it's how you know, can you be not, so stupid? Well, I mean, we can get into that when we when we get into the episode. But <laughs> um, so we have. Let's see. Okay, so now we'll have we'll go through Ted's uh, shit. So, um. <clears throat> Ted 
has Henry for the weekend. Um, we have his uh, ex-wife, Michelle, is that her name? Um, Michelle uh, and Dr. Jacob are going to a Paris getaway, which Ted learns that right then as they're having breakfast in the pub. Or, and so, um, you know, Ted flips out because it's like, oh, shit, like he's taking her to Paris and it was a surprise and he's going to propose. So he gets like super freaked out. We've got Henry for the weekend. He's fine. Uh, like they didn't have him say too much, which is good. Um, but like he has a he does have a cute scene with Will, Will where he's getting um, the team that was funny like, the team room uh, ready for practice so they're doing like drills and stuff and that was that was like super cute and he's like you that did great cute. with the hanging you did great with this and then we kind of mucked it up on the towel folding <laughs> towel folding <laughs> um, so that was that was like super cute so um, we have Ted he he gets freaked out by this whole thing. So he calls a meeting of the, or actually Roy says, like, do you want to talk about it when they're in the office? And he's like, yeah, actually I do. And then he like calls the diamond dogs together and Roy's like, oh, fuck this. So then he, he exits and Trent's like, wait, what's the diamond dog? So then they say Beard makes a phone call. Meanwhile, hangs it up and he's like, oh, well, it's, you know, like we get together and like, you see, like, Higgins, like, just, like, sprinting. And, that was, that and was he cute. just runs in. I thought, I thought it was Oh, horrible. I got him lightheaded. Oh, my God. Balance. Uh, he Back. came right to, yeah, he came right to the, the Diamond Dogs um, uh, meeting. Downstairs and up some stairs. Yeah. So, you know, they're, like, trying to ask what <laughs> it is. They, they tell him what it is. And he's, like, okay, cool. Um, you know, like you can do, you can be a part of the Diamond Dogs, or you in or out. And of course, Trent is like, man, man. So he's now our newest member of the Diamond Dogs, and they have, you know, this, you know, basically Ted's like, oh, like, you know, Doctor James Jacobs gonna propose to Michelle, and he starts explaining this whole situation, and they're like, wait, he's just taking her to Paris, and he's like, yeah, and they're like, well, you can't be upset now because you don't know that that they like, you don't know if he's proposing or not. So it's basically don't flip out until you find out, which is the the line that they use in the show. So he's like, oh, okay, I guess that's what it's going to be. Um, but this is after he asked them if you were going to propose to somebody anywhere, where would it be? And all of them say Paris. That, well, well right. except for but, the the Hall of Mirrors or whatever in Germany. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, beer. The Hall of Mirrors, because then you get a thousand or a million yeses or something. And he's like, oh, Paris. Uh, but if not, <laughs> yeah, not, if not then, then Paris. But yeah, so, um, so they do all say Paris, but again, like Ted doesn't know that that's going to happen. Like, so you can't, you can't, basically the whole thing is like, you can't freak out. So then he goes to uh, Rebecca and is it like, hey, can you get me a PI to oh, um, investigate what's going on, you know, over there? And she's like, dude, like, what the fuck? And he's like, please just do it. And she's like, all right, fine. So she does end up doing it. Um, let's see. He uh, has some one one time or he has some uh, time to kill with uh, Henry and Beard is with them. So he's like, well, you know, like, what do you want to do? And of course, Henry's like, I want to go to a football match. And the only, the only team that has a football match happening is West Ham. So they go to that game. Um, and little Henry is like, 
waving and shouting to Nate, like, hey, Nate, hey, it's you, it's you, hey. And then finally, the like, and he just does not turn around, like, at all. And finally, his that dumb fuck assistant coach, like, let's go. Look, yeah, fucking asshole. So he's like, hey, there's people that are, hey, look who's here, or whatever. And so they wave, and, um, you know, Nate sees them, you know, and like, and he's like, he saw me. And Ted's like, yep, he totally saw you. So, uh, then we have we have that happen. They won. Not that it really matters, but they won. Of course they did. Um, and then we have uh, Henry and Beard and Ted at uh, the pub, which was this little this funny thing about like he's like, oh, we went to the West Ham game, and she's like, uh, you don't get served in my pub anymore. So then she's like, no, you're on probation. So she does actually end up giving them all drinks. But she was super pissed off. I love her so much. She's like one of my favorite characters. And um, so then uh, while, they're, while they're talking, um, Rebecca calls Ted. So he's like, wait, I got to I gotta take this. I got to be right back. So as he's talking to Rebecca, she's like saying like, you know, hey, I got the PI information. But like, you don't need to hear it. Like, you don't need to go down this road if you don't want to. And she also comments on like the, the singing in the background because there's a busker and he's singing, hey, Jude. Uh, meanwhile, cut back and forth between him and then Beard and Henry and Beard talks about like what Hey Jude is about and like, hey, like I know like this is about like a um, a kid is going like through divorce and stuff and, and like you like so you have the power to make a sad song or uh, take a sad song and make it better. It's like basically what he's telling Henry, although Henry never looks sad. So like, little problem I have with that scene. He just never looks sad the entire weekend. So I'm like, um, like it's just he's some not of the a missteps. great kid act. It's just not, but it's not even. <laughs> he's not. It's not I'm even sorry, that. But that's not. I agree. But that's not the problem with this episode. The problem with or with Henry with that episode. The problem is he actually like they never made him look sad. They just never did. They just never. They didn't give him any sad lines. They didn't give him any sad direction. Like he never looks like. Oh man, I'm so bummed out that my parents are divorced. Not one time in the actually, and probably in the whole show, like he never looks bummed out. So like, he is a terrible kid actor, but that part of it is not his fault. Anyways, so <clears throat> so Beard has that pep talk, um, and Henry's like, "Yeah, great. Like I'm gonna be happy from now on." Okay, um, and then you know Rebecca's like. Basically tells Ted, like, who the fuck cares if, you're, if your ex is getting remarried? Like, that's done. That's over. Go sing the song with your friend. Or with your with your friend. Go sing the song with your son. So um, he hangs up and runs over. And they all sing Hey Jude together. And it's very cute. Um, and then the other main story we have, aside from the team, like, when Keely's uh, video gets leaked, there's a whole scene with the team in the locker room where they're like, oh, where Isaac's like, okay, like, well, actually, Jamie says something about deleting the thing. So deleting the videos that of previous girlfriends, which this should have been our foreshadowing for the end of the episode when he actually goes to Keely. But um, Isaac does this whole thing where he's like, we're, we're all going to we're all going to delete the videos of the all of our exes like right now or anybody that we've dated or anybody that's done anything. We're all going to delete that shit because we're footballers and like we're targets here and blah, blah, blah. So uh, the whole and the whole team's like, really, this could take months. This could take weeks. We're footballers. And like we do have a little funny scene of like the French guy in the locker room alone just being like, and the, and the Spanish twins. And oh, like just being very sad yeah. and leaving all these people. 
But the main part of this is we get Colin, who is like, you know, like, I can't sit here and delete, like, my shit in front of everybody or they're going to see it. So he leaves uh, the locker room and Isaac falls and he's like, no, like, I was fucking serious. And he snatches his fucking phone and, like, looks at it. And, of course, he sees, like, a video of, like, him or, like, a dude or whatever, him and the dude, like, he knows. Isaac knows and he kind of and he but he doesn't do anything he looks at the video and he's got that like like Isaac scowl that he always has and he nods and then hands him back the phone and walks away so at this moment and we don't have any there's no like closure with that in this episode so we just don't know what the opinion is we don't know what he's gonna do so like we just don't we're we're in the dark as far as that's concerned um The other story that we have, or the last story that we have, is Nate's uh, Nate's story. So he's basically, he's dating Jade. Uh, She's sleeping over. They're getting breakfast together. He kind of makes this, like, you know, his awkward Nate way of being like, oh, so, like, what would we call each other? I mean, if you're into labels. And she's got, like, this sarcastic. Not that I am. Snarky. Yeah. She's got, like, this snarky, like, personality and she's like well she's like oh good you don't care about labels because neither do I so he's like okay so um he doesn't like he's like oh like how do I how do I like how do I you know know that she's like really into me or whatever and so then he tries to create his own diamond dog um oh. and calls them like what the love hounds or something the love, the love hounds love it was so love hounds okay it was love hounds and he tried to get Rupert into it, like, you know. Rupert would have uh, fired him if he went to that meeting. Oh, my God. Yeah. I know, right? Like, so he would have just been like, get that Ted Lasso shit out of my football club. So he tries to do this. Um, better. We've got, a, like, a cute little, um, like, uh, trying to be, like, not Higgins. Um who was like, yeah, I really like to talk about like, uh, what was it? It was like taking care, taking of, my care of my elderly oh. parents. Taking care <laughs> of my like, aging Aw. parents. I was like, oh, that's just oh, poor guy. He's on the wrong team. Um, and then we've got like fucking whatever dingo. Disco. Dingo. <laughs> 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 so we've got him we've got him on it so he tries to have this meeting which is obviously not the diamond dogs um and i don't i don't even remember what they said to each other honestly because i was so mad at nate for trying to do this um so Um. basically um you know and he like all throughout this time, as he's done in every single episode that we've seen, and, you know, he's checking his phone, like, Richmond's on the rise, okay, da, 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 da. Um, He has the, he, we talked about the um, the match that he had. He wins it, and then we go back, and they're, um, they're, he's in bed, and she's, like, she's getting up and, like, whatever, or no. They're on the couch. On there, the bed. They're on the couch. They were in the bed. Um, <laughs> they're on the couch. He's looking at, you know, she's like, oh, like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, or she's like, oh, you know, you won today or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I'm preparing for the next one, though. And, you know, she basically, like, goes over there and um, she says something to him. He smiles and she's like, oh, like, there, there it is. And he's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, the smile, like, I love your smile. And he's like, oh, shit. 
Um, and she's like, I like when my boyfriend's happy. So she just drops this on him and he's just like, Oh, boyfriend, <sighs> like, you know, he's just like, if you like labels, you know, so they're officially boyfriend and girlfriend. And we can kind of see like that, like softer side of Nate, like kind of pulling out throughout. And they celebrated uh, with the most boring missionary sex of all yeah, time. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, you know they have one. That was it. Um, and then the only thing I, I just remembered that I wanted to um, note in this episode is that at some point in the beginning of the episode with Ted, he um, Henry asked for like coins for the uh, pinball machine or whatever, or whatever. I don't know. Whatever he was doing. And um, Ted brings out he's like oh i just have like a couple of magnets in this matchbook which was an old matchbook which is a green matchbook only thing i actually have to i forgot about it and then just remembered it so i was like ah i should mention that before i forget um so that green is, matchbook yeah the green matchbook so i was like mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> why, no. why are we still doing this but, but i think that's it i think that's seven and eight i've talked a lot so somebody else needs to talk <laughs> Who would like to go? Yeah, good job, good job, Jess. That was, Ooh, that was a lot of words. It gave us the classic dingo. <laughs> <laughs> dingo. <laughs> he is a hound. I refuse to call his name now. It is because I refuse to call him disco. That's a it used to. It used to for yeah. me, it was knockoff Jermaine Clement. <laughs> just, oh yeah, he kind of looks like him a little yeah. bit. Hmm. All right, so who wants to go first? <laughs> I will just so I, you know, let's just get the negative vibes out of the way, right? Because I just okay. didn't. <laughs> We're at episode eight. We are over the halfway mark, right? And what's been bothering me this season is just like the disjointed storylines without having like like a like a like a meaningful, powerful like storyline to bring it all together. Like mm-hmm. honestly, like Nathan is like own spinoff. Keely's in her own fucking show. Like yeah, can the girl like girl boss get it all sort of show? And I'm just gonna start off like my biggest stuff with like I hate the Keely stuff this season, right? Yeah, you. I, I hate the Keely stuff. This whole like number one, she doesn't ever actually fucking work, right? Like you no. you separate her, you separate her from the team, right? Because it's like she has like worked herself up and she's given this opportunity to run her own PR firm. Right. Well then do, if you're going to separate her from the team, from the rest of the cast and the rest of their storylines, then do something fucking good with it. Right. Like justify the reason why Keely gets to have mm-hmm. her own business and do her own thing. She basically this season, she sucks at business. She sucks at being a boss. She sucks at owning her own company. And like, she doesn't ever fucking, I, she's always traveling. Like she doesn't, what work does she actually do, right? So I'm just going to start with episode eight, though. The whole thing with the sex video. Yes, I understand. That is, prob- that is probably the, the most embarrassing thing that anyone could go through. Like, I sympathize, empathize with anyone who's ever had to go through that. That I mean, I don't know how I would handle it. Like, you know, when she melts down and falls apart... I get that in the beginning, and then Jack's like, I'll take care of it. And she's basically like, yes, please take care of it for me. I'm sitting there going, Keely, you're, you, your your business is is public relations. You you own a PR firm. This is your job. This is what you're good at. And I think it would have been a much more compelling storyline for her is like, yes, I understand, you know, you're upset. You get emotional. It's the onset of it. But I kind of almost would have liked you know, she 
after the interaction with Roy, like I would have wanted her to be so pissed and her realizing, you know, after getting this horrible statement that Jack drafted for her, you know, and shaming her, like, you know, basically where she has to be shameful of what she did when she didn't do anything wrong. Right. Like this was a private video that she sent to an ex-boyfriend and someone has the boyfriend's email. Like, and so the statement that Jack made was victim shaming and she shouldn't have to apologize yeah. at all. And I would have rather, and then in some way too, like Roy was, that was, that, that, that just adds to it. Like asking who the video was for. It was like, who the fuck does it, what the fuck does it matter? It doesn't matter who it was for. It was that this yeah. was something private and intimate and somebody yeah. invaded my privacy and took yeah. it. You and fucking broke up with <laughs> Do what? God, you don't get, I was like, you, you broke up with me. You don't get to know who the fucking video was for. Like, and even you. if we were still together, it was with an ex-boyfriend. Like, so, you know, like, yeah, it doesn't it's matter. none of your business. It doesn't matter. Not right. A- so I really wish that the combination of those things would have, I, I feel mm-hmm. like we're not like the Keely that like stands up for herself. Right. Like the, like I would have wanted her to like, that would have like made her angry. And then she's like, guess what? I own a PR firm. I know PR. Guess what? I have an office full of people who do this for a living. Like I would have rather yeah. gone to the office and been like, hey, hey, team, you know what? I got this crisis. I got this thing. Let's work on it together because Barbara even felt bad for her. And I think Barbara, you could tell Barbara was like, yeah, yeah Jack's way is not cool. Like there is yeah. no reason why you should publicly shame yourself for something right. like this. And so I would yeah. have rather her conflict with Jack not been this. I mean, it, it would have been, I think much more compelling. And I think it would have actually highlighted one of the things that I have problem the show, like this whole like inappropriate workplace romance thing. Like this is the problem though. Like when you get involved, when the, when the power dynamics are shifted though. Right. But I would have, I thought, I think mm-hmm. it would have been interesting to add the, the layer of a business disagreement. Like Jack is like, yeah, I think, in my professional opinion, this is the best way to go. And Keely, like, in my professional opinion, I want to do it this way. And yeah. uh, I don't think Keely's going to have a PR firm at the end of this. I guarantee you, Jack's going to pull her investment out. She's going to pull her yeah. investment out, and it's going to be like, because our, our values don't align. Yeah. Something bullshit like that. I just, I really hate what they've reduced Keely to. And it just, it, it's stupid. And it, it, I just, I really, really hate it. Um, and just overall, I guess, like, this whole, like, we're going to have everyone do their own thing. I mean, I guess I get, like, what they're trying to show is, like, when everybody does come together in the end, it'll be, like, a reunion. And I'm like, but I don't, that's not, I don't know. And I feel like the Sam storyline, you know, I think it, it kind of reminds me of the protest episode. We're going to introduce this, like, very true real world thing. Because there is, like, the alt-right stuff not just happened in America. Like, there is, like, it's happening in Europe, too. A lot of it has to do with immigration. Um, and so, you know, fucking, I mean, you have Brexit that happened. I mean, that a lot of that was very race-based, too. And so, there's this real-world issue, but do absolutely nothing with it, and it gets all nice and, you know, happy, wrapped up in a bow at the end. Mm-hmm. And it's like if the show wants to painstakingly be meaningful in some areas, like about teamwork and relationships and family and, you know, sportsmanship, all of this stuff. Right. Then mm-hmm. 
but you're just, but you're going to not, you're just going to use something over here just to, as a character beat for one episode and then never talk about it ever again. Yeah. And that, I don't, that, that, and it's the disjointedness of everything. And I'm sorry, but the Nate stuff, what my husband said, what bothers him the most about the Nate and the relationship thing, he's like, I'm sorry, but this waitress, you do not go. I mean, she did a complete 180. She really did. <laughs> and it, it's like, what the fuck? Like, and I would have even forgiven it a little bit if we hadn't jumped to their first date to them, like, you know, sleeping together. Like, mm-hmm. I would actually like to see what exactly draws them to each other. Like, what exactly is connecting them? Mm-hmm. But we don't get to see any of that. I think we had an opportunity. You know, we actually meet Nate's dad in an episode. We hadn't met him before. And the dad does nothing. Yeah. Expecting like, oh, we're going to get some snarky, undercutting comments from his dad at dinner. You know, and it's going to, you know, would help justify the heel turn. Yeah. Like, we've got none of that. And so I'm like, well, I'm, I mean, it is. And then suddenly, like, this is like, I feel like it's another sharp turn, though. It's like suddenly, like, yay, we love Nate again. Oh, now we're happy for him. I also feel like because he's happy now and now because he's happy, he's being nicer. But it's like he's being nicer because he has a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So basically if they break up he's just gonna go back to being a dick i mean is i mean it it's like okay so we're gonna forgive nate because he's being nice now but just because he has a girlfriend <laughs> it's it's he's an inc- you know it's it's almost like yeah we're more the incel <laughs> yeah i i don't understand i don't i don't i don't understand i don't know and so i uh <laughs> i mean these were both I'm not gonna say they're rotten. Uh-oh. But they're all like super low crisps. Like I Ooh. did not enjoy. The, okay, the reason why, especially episode eight, I will not fully like throw it. I mean, it's not a total rotten apple, and it's because I did love <laughs> the beard Henry Ted stuff. Okay, I did like that. I like the stuff with the interesting. I like that. I thought that was sweet thought it was funny you know to have like beard there i one thing that that was funny was like beard and ted and yeah they take a day off work to spend the whole day with henry and you know their job is you know they're they're football coaches and the thing that henry wants to do on their day off from their job that they do every day is to go see a football match uh Mm -hmm. that was funny um and i thought it was sweet to see beard be this like uncle you know surrogate father mm-hmm. type you know big brother figure to henry so i i like it's like that's sort of where i'm like the the ted lasso stuff that i like i like that like why are we not having more of this mm-hmm. um so so yeah i that's all right yeah okay paul what you got no, I'm at two juicies. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> you know, and it's it's you know, and a lot of it is just it's just pulling from 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 stuff that's you know happening in life and, and has happened, and it's just kind of fun to see see it in a show you love. One thing 
I know I told Justice one thing I loved about episode seven was I feel one of the strongest characters in episode seven was the was the use of music. Oh yeah, um, that uh, I, I it was a lot of good music. That. Yeah, and that my favorite really my favorite one was when they used the Great Escape theme when they were uh, passing around the water bottle, where you can oh, see yeah. <laughs> you can see total football happening, and then it's like that. the Great I Escape like theme. Stuff like that. Yeah, and it's the Great Escape theme. Is like they're escaping yeah. from from this and stuff. Synchronized. Yeah, I, and I mean, you know what just finally clicked to me? Wh- why the Nate redemption stuff will never work for like for me at least is because there has been a much better long game redemption story that has been going on since the first episode of Ted Lasso. Jamie. 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 And I'm thinking about what you're saying, June, of like, oh, it, like if he gets broken up, like if Nate gets broken up with, he's just going to go back to being yeah. a dick. Look what happened to Jamie when he got broken up with. Like, I don't think that was the main thing, but like it was one of the contributors of oh yeah, oh, him turning yeah. into just one of these, you know, and genuinely like, good people. Like, yeah. Genuinely, genuine hard worker. Like, he's not just coasting off his natural ability. He's like, I want to be better. And he's facing he's he's facing his consequences. Yeah, he's facing his consequences. And I made a joke that I'm like, oh, I see, I like Jamie's Mead this this year, you know. But you know, I'm really thinking about it. And I had this really rough kid at the beginning of the year, really fucking just really rough. He was in a different. He was in the morning session. Morning <laughs> session. I get I get the kids for social emotional time, and it was such a hard time. Parents were getting mad at teachers and admin. And I just said, bring him into, like, let's switch him. Let's have him in the morning. And the kid has done, I mean, just just everything. He He's become a team member. He's, you know, he gets to hold the hammer more and more now. Like, he's taking full respite. Like, it's, it's a different person. And now I look at this kid, like, I look at Jamie. I'm like, oh, my God, dude, I, I see my little guy here. Like, like it's just kind of stuff like that. It's so cool. But, you oh. know. I, I love the comedy parts of the, the, the string stuff. And like I said, like I, I love Trent Krem being a part of it. Um, you know, I, and then in the second episode, uh, or the episode eight, um, I always thought the boys did a really great job of, of really like getting really good. Like, you know, they're openly mocking Trump but they're not mm. going to flat out say it. And I think Ted Lasso, it's not boys level, but man, did they do a really good job of kind of fucking slapping Trump in the face this newest episode. And I say that because when that video of him that leaked out of like, you know, you got to grab him down there and blah, blah, blah. And locker he attributed room, yeah. locker room talk. And what kind That's of locker room talk? that. Yeah. What kind of locker room talk did we get this episode? <laughs> we got them talking right? about we got a guy erasing, erase, like telling people to erase their messages because it's, you know, disrespectful. Yeah. Like well, that and is the thing that made them all go when they all agreed to do it was when Sam got the news alert that Keely was one of the celebrities hacked. Yeah. And yeah, they were like and the thing is, and I think this is like we want men to realize this right like when we talk about you know the treatment of women though it's like you objectively might not care because you're a dude and whatever but it's like 
for all of these players, like Keely is someone special to them. It Keely gave them a name. Friend. And, and, and it's mm-hmm. one of those, like, this is what you try to like argue to men about. It's like, what if that was your wife? What was that was right. your daughter, your sister, your cousin, you know, like your niece, like, you know, like they, it, they're women just like all these other women, you know, in the world. And so I like, that's, I like that that was nice. And I was like, that's super idealistic. And that is how we want men to, you know, mm-hmm. how we want men to think. We want them to be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, like, exactly. This to someone important to me. Oh, now I see that this isn't just a joke or this isn't something just to wave your hand at, you know. Yeah, I think a little bit of it was a fuck you to Trump. Like, well, here's our locker room oh, yeah. talk that's, in the world of Ted Lasso. That's mm-hmm. I like that. Um, I didn't get that connection. That good catch, Paul. Yeah, you know. Um, and one thing I caught on the second time watching this is they during that scene they do a really telling take. They they get Jamie and Roy both in the shot. Um, of mm-hmm. their reactions and Roy's face is pure anger and Jamie's is remorseful. And at first they're like, Oh, he's angry for Keely. And it's like, well, is he angry at Keely now? Like what the fuck? Like, I, I don't, yeah, yeah. He, he's both, um, you know, and another, like, I don't, I, I don't think it's that much of a prediction, but I definitely think there's going to be drama. Like, I think there's going to be a lot of friction between Isaac and Colin, but I don't think it's going to be because he's gay. I think it's going to be because he kept this secret from him. Yeah. Like, like, dude, like we were boys. I mean, even in the first season, like even in the first episode, they were best friends tormenting Nate together. Like they still had that. They still had Mm -hmm. that bond together. So I think, I don't think it's going to be like a homophobia type of thing. I think it's going to be like, you know what, dude, like I'm your captain. You should have Kate, like you could have told me this. And I definitely like, like my heart tells me like Isaac would never actually take his phone. It only happened because the writers needed the team to find out Colin was right. Yeah. (laughs) Because I absolutely I, I hated that, that part. <laughs> I thought that too. I was like, wait, is, I was like, no way would he take the phone. Come on. Yeah. And because Colin pretty much told Trent, like, hey, I am not good. Like, this is a part of me I'm not sharing with the world and probably yeah. my team. Which so, it makes sense. Again, yeah, oh, 100%. About, said, I don't, because the minute, he beca- the minute he's out publicly, he's going to be under so much scrutiny, right? It's going to be yeah, like, he, he said he didn't want to this be a entire person. Yeah. yeah and, it's, and that puts him in a, that, that puts a burden on him that he doesn't want. want. Don't force it yeah. on him. Don't force it yeah. on him. And yeah. so. But we need a Ted Lasso moment. We needed a way for the team to find out so they can yeah. be, you know, be, we can get this really heartfelt, cheery thing. And my heart tells me because Jamie's been the, been um, the conductor I don't think it's far fetched to believe that Jamie didn't like I I don't think it's far fetched to believe that Jamie may have conducted the team going to Sam's restaurant to clean up. Mm-hmm. No, he did. I think he remember because he was like we he was the one who was like, oh, yeah, after we asked ourselves, like, what does the situation need? Oh, OK. Yeah, he does say that. Yeah. OK, yeah. And like, I he just. Does. I think, I mean, you, I, maybe I got rose, like, not rose colored, like bias glasses. I've always been a fan of this guy, even when he was a dick, but you, you saw it inside of him the whole time. Mm-hmm. So I just, I just love his, I love his fucking, I love his redemption tour. I absolutely 
loved his, you know, I just love watching Roy talk to Keeley and then him talk to Keeley because he mm-hmm. just, you know, he just, he just feels completely terrible for what she's going through. And Roy is kind of like, you know, like, what the fuck? Like, who are you sending that shit to? Blah, blah, blah. Like, get the fuck over yeah. it. You know, Jamie's just like, God damn, dude, I'm a piece of shit. Like, and I have yeah, to like, say I'm this to so you. Sorry. <laughs> like, like I need to, like, I need, I need to make amends with it. Like, it's, it's crazy. And then, um, you know, uh, a little, like a little behind the curtain type of thing. We didn't come on last week because we kind of had, we, we had our own discussion and June thought of you so hard. I don't know if it was the newest episode or the episode before, but we were talking about stuff and June made the comment that she's always right. And in one of these episodes, be- Rebecca says, I'm always fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> and what I love most about this te- about this episode is just, uh, you know, I, I, I did a very similar thing where where my kids are getting like a new dad, like a new stepdad and kind of going through a divorce and, and the pain of living. And I mean, we didn't live in different in, in different countries or anything. But the thing that made it easy, it's so, oh yeah, a hundred percent. I'm not going to take any of that away. And, and, and the main reason why this is a juicy to me is just because I I can, I pull a lot out from it. And the thing that made it a hundred percent juicy June was that three minutes of Henry and, and coach beard, like the rest of it could have been garbage. And I think just that (laughs) scene would have been, I, I think that would have made it a juicy because, you know, the kids don't ask for it. And it's the people like it's not Ted Lasso's own family that are there for him. And I grew up hating the fucking Beatles at the end of every fucking high school dance. They played Hey Jude. And <laughs> I, I didn't get it. A weird we, we all That's stood a in a circle. Boy. Everyone stood in a circle. They we put our hands on each other's shoulders. And we, nah, 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 That's nah. such a weird choice. That's so I a fucking weird choice to play it high school dances or whatever middle school dances yeah, every dance for four years three dances oh, a year weird. they always closed it with hey jude which they still do to this day i guess but i fucking hated that way. song they they i i never knew what it was about i never knew it was for julian lennon um mm-hmm. so that was cool and then if, if you really look at that scene um Every like Rebecca's on the phone. He's talking to Rebecca. So like June, in my mind, it's like I'm talking to you on the phone. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like I, I get sound advice from June. You know, like I got I got to talk about like something like a contract from work. It's it's I, I talk to June and June will set me straight. June will tell me, you know, go be with your fucking kids. Um, <laughs> so that was uh, that was a lot of it right there. You know what I mean? Oh. Like like I can always count on June. And then the, like if you look at it, like everyone from this town, like they're all coming out and they're singing along together. And it just made me think, like you know, Beard's having this talk with you know with Henry. And I mean that that's so cool. But so is someone calling to do fucking Zoom painting lessons or watching <laughs> Thor: Love and Thunder on a Zoom call. Like you just have. Uh, really genuine people in your life that you realize aren't your family. And Ted Lasso has that, like just helping the like beard, just being real with the kid, just being there for the kid. And I'm mm-hmm. one of the very fortunate ones to have an intel, like 
to me, everyone singing around him was this podcasting community. And it's just it's just stuff like that, that like Ted Lasso is a show like no other that just like makes me appreciate all these little moments in my life. So yeah. that's like I mean, I agree. The pacing is fucking wonky this season. It's 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 like a roller coaster yeah. that starts and stops. But it's just like those little like strings, like like it's it's like they got a string tied around my oh, dick. <laughs> And, and and they do like like this show does like I said there's no other show right now like like shrinking has the emotional moments but this this takes me to like specific moments in time and specific conversations where it's like oh this is a juicy because this is fucking great like it gets me so appreciative so again why I love this show we can come from so different places but these are two juicies just because just because I love what everything has been given to me. And I think we get to see Ted Lasso really appreciate the situation he's in and I'll be fucking pissed. I will be, I never wanted uh, Rebecca and Ted to get together. Yeah. I, and it seemed like, I mean, the <coughs> thing, but God damn dude, if but there how? weren't some hints, if there weren't some hints that like, him and his ex-wife might get back together. The way they were kind of looking at each I other, know, right? Or laughing, yeah, talking about laughing like breakfast. a priest wearing shorts, and like she yes. turned around to see if he was still looking. Like yes. I'll fucking rancid the entire series if they get back I, together. I thought that well, too. So, I was like, do but not here's the thing fucking that, do this. <laughs> how do how Ted and Rebecca end up together because here's the thing Ted's gonna go back to Kansas no, right like no. he's so then what Rebecca's not gonna move to fucking, what you think right? seriously you think she's gonna move to fucking Kansas like no, no. why would she move she there won't. oh she won't like she won't I think the ship has sailed for them I hope I just so right make, but even why would he have in the beginning talk? though why would you show him with that fucking green matchbook though I know like, I know you. I didn't even notice fuck that you. But, oh, like, to me, I'm getting vibes. No, as soon as it came out, I was like, oh, it's the Ola's matchbook. No. But I'm getting bigger oh. vibes. Like, I just have these vibes of, oh, my God, don't. Don't put him and his ex-wife so, I have a question, though. I don't think they'll the do thing, that. Though. So, I but I, like, I did notice that. Honestly, the whole, like, whether or not the engagement, the proposal happened or not. Like, I feel like there's three scenarios of what happened in your brain. Either he didn't propose and it really was just a romantic weekend trip. Or he did and she turned him down and he's okay with that. Or he did and she accepted, but she did not wear the ring and they agreed that she wouldn't wear the ring because she didn't want to deal, didn't want to have to talk with Ted about it just yet. I think she turned him down and I think because she realizes, did you notice what Henry did? He sidestepped oh, he the didn't. shit out of that guy going. Yeah, he man. he went to yeah, he went for a fist he wanted a fist bump and Henry was like, nah. <laughs> and I've said a Nothing. lot of you know, I've uh, in private. I've said a lot of things about, you know, my my ex wife, but she made sure that the kids were into the person she ended up marrying. And I mm -hmm. mean, she told me that always played a huge part in the people she did see. Where if it oh, wasn't yeah. a click, they mm -hmm. were gone. And I That's think good. she's the type of. I think I think I don't know her name in the Michelle. show, Michelle. You know, like she's just seen. I mean, she seems like a great mom. So I. I if the vibe's not there, they just, they did not seem like a couple, those okay, two, even when they're in though, the bar. They do, no, they say, say they do get married, or even now they're dating, right? 
you know, you meet people and, you know, one of the inevitable questions, like you get as a couple, it's like, oh, how'd you guys, you know, how'd you guys start dating? Think about that conversation. How do we meet? How do we start dating? Oh, so like my ex and I, um, we were having marriage problems and we went to counseling and the my, this guy here that I'm dating or maybe engaged to, yeah, um, he was our therapist. Like that, think about your origin story as a couple. That's. I think the guy should lose his license. <laughs> No, I mean, because he didn't do, no, technically he didn't do, I mean, it's not, it's not appropriate, but it wasn't, it doesn't break any rules or yeah, anything. She, it just, it's just not say, cool. She's not. She being, wasn't the patient anymore. They were already divorced. Yeah. But again, and even that's if you were the patient, though. yeah, like even if you were the patient, if you developed feeling, feelings and then you stopped, then like immediately, then that, that's fine. I mean, and I mean, like, and he wouldn't even, I don't, I, I mean, actually, you know what? I don't know anything about like that board, but like for mine specifically, like you should not have relationships with your clients, but there's nothing like you wouldn't get your license pulled for that. Okay. Like that's not a, that's just an ethical thing that you shouldn't do. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, you wouldn't I, get pulled for that. Now that I don't know because it's a little bit no, different. No, that's but, different. Like I, you um, cannot, you're not supposed to sleep with your patients. But I mean, just think about that origin story though, right? Like, to, but oh, yeah. I mean, like you he would lose your license our marriage counseling. No, probably not. Counseling. Like think about like we met in marriage counseling. I just go back to what Ted said at the beginning, at the beginning of season two, where he's like, I never felt like he was on my side. He would always. Yeah, he wasn't. God, he's a fucking. And it's, it's so funny. And they, they like, to me, it was very curious. Like Ted's kind of asking questions and he kind of asked like a big question to Henry of like, you know, does he read to you at night? And just yeah. the way Henry's answering, and it's like that one big question you really wanted to hear, like you're really going to gauge Henry falls asleep. Yeah. So to me, it was kind of like, oh, they're kind of like, are they kind of leaving this open to like, this dude might not, like, I don't think he's doing anything evil, but no. there's probably just no connection. And I, man, yeah, I don't know. I just got I, this weird feeling of like, dude, could they possibly get them back together? I had that feeling too, especially in the I think that is exactly episode, what's going to happen. They were That's having exactly breakfast, what's going to happen. And like, yeah. her and him were like joking. Her, her uh, Ted and Michelle were like joking, and they were had that whole like thing about like the priest. And I was like, oh, they're like this sounds sounds like they're flirting. Like, what is happening? The way she <laughs> like, was, what and, is this happening? And the way they were like wrestling with the bag. Like right, they, yeah. Like what? No, no, that was because Ted was trying to see her left. Well, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. She no, was, I know, but like yeah, she, she was, was like kind of smiling while it was happening, like, like, like it's yeah. It, yeah it was, it was a. And weird. she looked back. Yeah, I don't know. Oh yeah, she. By the way, they are gonna end up back together. I mean, I'm sorry, but that just that that's that's where this is. There's no way he and Rebecca end up together because logistically it doesn't work because he's not gonna stay in England, right? Like he wants to be close to his son. But they might and do that's it. the right choice for him. They might Rebecca's do not it, fucking though. move. Rebecca's not moving to Kansas. Maybe well, she I'm doesn't. Seriously. Maybe he doesn't move. And I'm also looking know. up articles. I'm like, are Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis back together? Like, I'm, <laughs> no. you know what I? Well, there's like, at, like in February they were cuddling, they were cuddling at a game. So I don't know. Like he's writing this, like oh. hope 
you know, like, hey, man, like, I'm really kind of going after my ex-wife in these first two seasons, kind of. But, hey, there's yeah. hope of us getting back together. I'm going to write a happy story where that happens. I have a feeling mm-hmm. it ends up with Ted back in Kansas with the family. Yeah. I don't know, man. And it's really least, hard to... These well, four or whatever, how many years apart, living, you know... And she smiled all, like... Yeah. D- you know, like like when he told her he was mad at her and stuff, like like she had like this like smile. It was almost because like you know. He was finally like, being honest. He was being real. He wasn't. He was being he honest. But I also went back deflecting. to like Rebecca saying, "You need to be more of a fighter." And it's kind of like he was kind of fighting there. It's like, oh, does she kind of like that too? Like, I feel mm-hmm. like that smile could have been read multiple ways. Paul, it's like Tom and Shiv on Succession, though. You know, like she's into him now because he's. Like shown that he's like a dick. Yeah. Like part of her trying to to Tom is like she's like, oh, look at you fight back. Like, huh? Like this is fun. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. I just I'm sorry. I predict it now. My prediction is that that ends up back. And how does Beer take that? I think Beer's gonna be like Beer's fine. I'm here to support. Beer's gonna be fine. I think Beard's gonna. gonna to Jane. I think Beard's gonna Beard's stay in marriage. England when the show's over. Oh no, he will. He'll be with Jane, and they'll have some crazy ass wedding or something. And what? Did, oh, did they're gonna go on that fucking Jack the Ripper? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that tour, that was six hour tour, whatever it was. You get chased. You get chased. <laughs> and then you get chased. He's a little boy. You can't. I kind of want to go on that tour. I kind of do too. Right? Let's do He's it. Like, and then he like goes, oh, fine. You know, I mean, I guess like you can go see like the eye, the bridge, I mean, yeah. Big Ben. I guess you do like typical London stuff. <laughs> okay, yeah. so Jess, we're going to museum night, and then we're gonna do. Oh yeah. The Jack the Ripper tour. The Jack the Ripper tour. Yeah. Museum night with you guys. I ain't going to Jack the Ripper tour. I am not. <laughs> nope. Oh come on. Do you get chased? Come on, dude. Okay. Absolutely not. You can you can jump on my back. No. Nope. I mean, we'll probably be first caught, but <laughs> no, no, that doesn't reassure me. <laughs> we'll go down together. <laughs> yeah, you'll lose your balance and you'll crash into Jess, and then all three of us go, and then there's no more apple to oranges podcast. Well, Jess is doing, <laughs> Jess is doing DDP yoga. She's gonna hit that motherfucker with a diamond cutter. That was his finishing move. <laughs> Jess, wrestlers have finishing moves. <laughs> Oh, that's why it's called that? I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. That's not like my new favorite thing. Uh, aside from like when you finish a workout, there's like a picture of his head and it says self high five. <laughs> oh, God. He was one of my favorite wrestlers. Uh, he's fun. I, I like listening to him. He's, he's he hilarious. So fucking cool, man. He did. I he's... waited on him at a restaurant. He ordered a. Oh, uh, nice. He ordered an 18 egg white omelet and he fucking Jesus ate Christ. the thing like in wow. three minutes. Of course he did. Of course. That's uh, insane. Yeah, because this waitress came over. She's like, I think there's a wrestler over here. I'm like, yeah, you just lost that table. Like, I'm taking this <laughs> over. I gave her the tip, but. Mm-hmm. That's all me. Uh, Sorry, funny. Jess, you're rating. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, so like. Oh, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely like warm on these. I don't, I feel like 
seven. Oh, seven, seven's a juicy for me. Um, I think eight is more like a high or a crisp to a golden crisp. Um, and it's and mostly the, the Keeley stuff that pulls it down. Um, but the, uh, and also some of the Nate stuff, because man, I mean, it, uh, I don't, I know, he, I, we all know he's getting a redemption story, but none of us want it. And um, they just, uh, then why have it go they bad? They just fucked it in the beginning. They, I mean, if they just would have put some more shit in the beginning to make it make sense why he's so angry, then it would be fine. But they just didn't do it. And poor Will, I always go back to poor Will Kippen. <laughs> Like, oh, uh, he's just a, a little baby, and he was so mean to that little baby. He's really good at his job. Um, but yeah, so, um, and Colin too. <laughs> Poor Colin. Um, but yeah, so, uh, seven, seven, I loved like pretty much all of it, like the, all the total football stuff. Like, I'm, I'm a sucker for, uh, you know, redemption stories in, in sports. Um, and so that was really satisfying to have like, you know, the, the practice scenes with like, you know, oh, we're going to try it. We're not so good at it. And then we're going to do it in the game and we're not so good at it, but, oh, wait, there's, you know, Jamie has the answer and it, everything clicks and like, we're doing it now. And everybody's, you know, this is going to work there. You know, you have beard on the field. There it is. There it is. Like, that's it. That's it. Um, and Trent Cram getting so excited like that. I love him in the locker room. Like at first I was like, really kind of like, mm, I don't know about this, but the more time that, um, we've had with him in the locker room, like, I just love all of it. I love him being like in the diamond dogs now, like, just like, you know, oh, oh what is this? Oh, we talk about like, it's men talking about like things they need to get off their chest. Awesome. I'm totally in like, like, of course you are. Of course you're in. I love every t-shirt he has. I want all his t-shirts. I want his um, mug. I, even, I, I want his mug too, but I don't know what it, I don't even know what his t-shirts say. They just all look really good on him. So like I just assume that they look good on me too. Um, I need the Trent Crim collection. Um, like the Sam stuff. Uh, you know that's ha- like happening and being resolved. That didn't bother me at all. It's Ted Lasso. Like you know that's going to happen. Um, you know you know it's going to be like an issue and then it's going to be done. Um, I love the stuff with his dad uh, and finally getting to meet his dad because we've had that like build up all season of him like talking to him and then, you know, the stuff um, with their first sponsor and all all that stuff. Like, so we've had this like really subtle build up to his dad and like every time, you know, Sam talks about him, it's like, oh man, he's the best. Like, and they always say, I love you and like all this stuff. And it didn't disappoint at all. It was like, absolutely perfect and he said the perfect things and he was awesome um and i love that and i love the team getting together and helping sam um helping sam out like that was just it was beautiful so beautiful um uh like again like the keely stuff you know her and jack it's just like uh, like that's i don't that that's the most disjointed thing to me aside from you know nate's redemption stuff i mean like like nate's redemption stuff makes sense like logically it's just i hate how they yeah it's being executed it's not being executed properly 
like and I don't even like and some of that like I don't even like it really is just the that beginning of season two when he was so angry that's like the motivation for that is that what I keep coming back to everything else the way that it kind of unfolded it's fine like it's it's fine and even this stuff it's stuff with the the girl I agree with you guys like it's a, it's really annoying that like and I mean the show but the the thing about it though is that the show does it a lot right it's like it it really focuses on that and it's doing it with him too about like the relationships and like what is going to make uh, like oh I'm going to be happy because of this relationship or I'm going to be sad because of this relationship and they're my motivations are some... all guided by my romantic relationship yeah and it's not and it isn't just me you know obviously it's it's Keely too and that it that was definitely disappointing like her not being as mad as she should have been although like you know by the end she's just like I'm not fucking doing you know and it's like and I understand that because it is a push and pull of like you know like I really like this person and they're treating me like shit do okay so like what do I do about this now like you know like I so I understand where she's coming from in that way because like I kind of I probably would have approached it the same exact way when she was like you know I got the statement blah blah blah, and she's like oh yeah like my you know the lawyers whatever they had they had me do it whatever and then she's like but you gave it to Barbara still and she's like well yeah (laughs) like she's kind of like you know so she's feeling her out so like I get that um you know and I would have been probably done the same thing with Rory too like I probably wouldn't have said like fuck you I probably just would have gotten I would have like the like just gotten in my car and left um that's more powerful though that's more powerful than if she yelled at him oh yeah like I I don't like I'm glad that that's the way she handled that it's like I'm not even gonna like I'm not, I'm not even going to acknowledge this with a sentence. I'm just going to leave. And they didn't have him like chase after her, which is great. Like that, that part was fine. The minute he said it, he was like, God damn it. Oh yeah. He was like, oh, I fucked up. Like I just I totally should not have done that. Like just let his impulse totally control his, his dick control his impulses or whatever. Um, and uh, yeah. So like that, I mean, that's where eight, episode eight kind of falls because it was a very Keely centric episode and um I don't disagree that that some of it has been disjointed where it's like oh we get this and we get that and we get this and we get that and it's not as like cohesive as some of the other shows that we've been watching or even that maybe had been in previous seasons um it's hard to wrap up a show I suppose um these are hour-long episodes um and uh yeah I don't know like it's 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 interesting and the you know I don't know what's going to happen with Ted um you know I could easily see them doing both of the like either one of those things where he ends up with his ex or he ends up with Rebecca like I could see both of those things um I'm trying to think because I I definitely like I had an eight I had there was another episode another one or two episodes where something happened and I was like, they're not going to try with him and Rebecca. Right. Um, but I forget what it, I forget what the thing was. I'll remember it later maybe, but, um, 
there is a couple things, but then, but then again, with episode eight, I mean, uh, I've Paul's right. Like there definitely was like flirt, like they definitely made like some flirtatious stuff happen with his ex. So it's just, uh, and like, you know, he didn't even like the, um, like the, the boyfriend, he didn't even come in like as they were going, like he's out taking pictures in like the phone booth or whatever when they're leaving. Like, it's just like a weird, it was just like a really weird thing. Um, so I don't, yeah, I, I really don't know what they're going to do with that. Um, but yeah, like on the whole, like still really enjoying, um, the episodes. And I, like, I was going to say, like, I guess, like the thing with episode eight is just because there wasn't a lot of football in it. Probably like that maybe might be why my rating was a little bit lower. And plus like the Keeley stuff. I mean, that um, like is a bummer. I mean, I, I did foresee Jack being a problem, like just in general, um, especially with episode seven and all the love bombing. Like that is like a super like red flag to me. Like, why are you being so nice? Like, what is, like, what's the thing that you're trying to, like, buy, like, why are you trying to buy me, you know? Um, so that, that definitely, like, I'm not surprised by it, but it is a little, like, uh, annoying. I don't like it. Um, although, if it, to serve Keely getting back with, like, Jamie, then I'm fine with that. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's cool. Like, he's, he's a great, he's a great character. And I, I definitely agree with Paul, like, his his redemption story has definitely been the one to focus on. Um, he's a great character. I love like seeing the different like reactions um, from him. I lo- like, and episode, that's also what makes episode eight of juicy too, is just that moment in the locker room where he's like, no, like I'm not doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. Like, and you can see it like, cause you can see him it like throughout the episode, like in the practices and stuff being like, this isn't like, no, like this isn't like, you can see him working it out in his head. Like, no, this isn't right. Like even when he, like he gets the card that has his own name on it. He's like, but I'm not switched with any, like what? Like this isn't, huh? Like it's like, he, it's like not making sense to him and he's not figuring it out until he gets to like the game. And he's like, Oh, like, no, 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 no. This is how we got a Jamie. Jamie's gonna Jamie. And that but was yeah. a good throwback, too, to, like, you know, the signal. Like, hey, we're gonna flip oh, you yeah. off when we want you to be a prick. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, I don't want to be a prick. Uh, Be a prick. They all do it. <laughs> they all do it. Even Trent Krim does, like, the side. Like, I'm gonna scratch my head. With yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so. Um, yeah, I don't, I still don't know how this thing is gonna wrap up in what four more episodes that we have but in 17 more hours uh, <laughs> yeah watch like the last two be like four hour max. oh my god <laughs> the last one will probably be 90 minutes i was gonna say i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if that happens where like the last two are like you know extra they go stranger large. things and just make it like fucking two hours two movies <laughs> two movies Jeez. at the end God, can you imagine? Uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But um, yeah, I think that's pretty much that's pretty much it. Is there anything that we want to? What's to come on Ted Lasso? Oh, sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to. Know. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry. yeah. What is the next? Uh, let me look. 
I should have this. Like, all I remember is like there's like like the the friendship of the friendship of Colin and Isaac is tested, and then something else. <laughs> LA locker, LA locker room. Or is it La Locker Room? La, la, la Locker Room. <laughs> oh, Foles. Oh, Foles. Oh, <laughs> Colin and Isaac's friendship is tested. Rory is asked to do a press, a press conference. Okay. That is not descriptive at all. So. Yeah. I wonder if he's going to get asked about, like, oh, like, how does it feel about your whatever? I don't know. She's a fucking twat. <laughs> like, oh boy, take it down. Yeah, I think uh, I think you'll I think you're I think we're gonna see another um, of Paul's predictions come true. Like we'll see this the shit with Colin and Isaac. Yeah, um, but I, I don't think, know what this Rory thing is about. So I th- or yeah, I think uh, I, I mean I think it has. I feel like it's gonna do with Keely because I feel like Keely will not have a business um, at next episode or the following one because. I agree. The way the last one is going fast. I think yeah, next I episode. <laughs> and it's going to be some bullshit where, like, Keely finds out. The new, like, she gets a news alert. And, like, Jack makes an announcement. Like, makes a statement. Like, we have decided to pull our investment from, you know, KJPR. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. All the, we wish I could see Jones. that. And then it'll be like, we wish Miss Jones the best of luck. It's just, you know, we've learned that our values and our principles are not aligned and we therefore must part ways. It's going to be some very cold, distant what have you. And uh, Yeah, I could yeah. see that for sure. Yeah. Uh, so but, um, just a qu- oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, no, no. No, I wasn't. <laughs> oh, I was just saying like a quick what's to come, which I'm I'm very excited about right now. I don't care about uh, this Friday. Like this, uh, dropping Friday is that Silo show. I, I don't care about that. Uh, no, it'll be another <laughs> dystopian future post-apocalypse. So I had to mute. Cool. Yeah, sure yeah, those. yeah. We need those. We don't have any of those out there. We need those like we need a need fucking social media app run by an ex-president. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> but you know what's coming out May 12th? And I, I had to mute myself because I was getting a little excited and I had to do some research. May 12th, City on Fire. Comes oh, that documentary? T- is it, or the docuseries? It, or? it is not. Okay, so this is not a true story. <laughs> it's not a true story. It is based on a 2015 novel. Oh, I thought it was a true story. This is the one with the girl, like who's a student, and then some real estate thing, and then yeah, so in Central Park. So the book came out in 2015. The book takes place in the 70s in New York, and they've amped the show to take place in 2003. Interesting. And you know who one of the stars is, Jess? No. Wyatt Olaf. Okay, he plays. Well, okay, so we'll just uh, June will know him too. So he is Stanley Uris in It, and oh. he is young Peter Quill in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, okay. Oh shit. Yeah. Um, okay. I just bought the Audible of this book because oh, nice. it is it is thirty eight hours long. Yikes! It is you a nine hundred page book. You know, I almost bought the. Uh, I. 
maybe I still will, but I almost bought the um, the Big Door Prize because that is also a book. I know. I saw that at the end of each episode. I'm like, I got to get this book. Right. <laughs> But, but anyway, guys. <laughs> I kind of want to. I kind of. I don't know. I don't think I'll get it done by next week. I kind of want to listen to the book and watch the show at the same time. Yeah, that um, would be that'd be really cool, actually. Because the synopsis of the show really excited me before when we read <laughs> it. It's a, I'm a little bummed it's not a true story. I'm not gonna lie. Right. But I it still sounds like a fucking banger of a sh- fucking <laughs> fucking. <laughs> Fucking just explosion of craziness going on. <laughs> An explosion of a show. Man. That's Woo. funny. Uh, but yeah, we got that and we're we're ra- so and we're also we're wrapping up to the conclusion of Ted Lasso. Our Ted Lo- Ted Lasso finale episode will be our two year anniversary of Apples to Oranges. That's awesome. We're trying to plan okay. something a little fun, okay. something Yay. a little special. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. A little uh, special, you know. Like Down here at the apple orchard. I don't know. <laughs> wow. oh, no. You got some apple dumplings? Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I think that is a night. All right. Uh, I'm out. At the apple holler. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. All right. June. I feel like he's on Pepperidge Farm. I feel like that's that that's when we call it. You call it a night when you start on Pepperidge Farm. I'm gonna start sounding like the guy from Forrest Gump with all the different things you can do with the apples. No. You start sounding like the colonel and you start handing out fried chicken. We need to go. Got these apples with thirteen herbs and spices. <laughs> Have this crispy apple. <laughs> or the deep fried apple. <laughs> I made fruit unhealthy. I'm gonna double down with this shit. I'm the colonel. All right, Jess is gonna hit us with uh, the contact info. We are calling this tonight. Come back now, y'all. You here? <laughs> Bye. Bye.